everyone. Welcome to the Felicity Optimist versus Cynic podcast with us, your hosts, Melissa and Fish. This is a Felicity Rewatch podcast. We'll watch an episode each week and join you here to talk about it. And a reminder, it's been a minute, so we'll remind you, this isn't just spoiler-free podcast. There's potential that we could say things that come up in future episodes of the show. So just be aware. I am Melissa, and I'm here with my stunning co-host, Fish. Fish, how are you doing today? Oh, all the emotions. I'm having all the emotions. I am excited because we haven't done this in like two months. I recognize it's it's only been two weeks for the rest of you, but if if our last episode where we were giving each other Christmas gifts didn't uh, didn't let you know how long it's been, <laughs> it's been about two months uh, since we've done this. So excited about that, a little anxious, not sure how it's going to go. Very relieved that the christening is not, in fact, about Ruby's child. Um, see, all the emotions, all, all of them. All of them, yeah. Fish, Fish was a little worried. She was worried that maybe we were a little dusty, that we don't, uh, or rusty, or whatever we could be, and that we wouldn't know how to podcast anymore. And I assured her, it's like riding a bike. And then you said, I said, I can't ride a bike. That was a problem. So then- yeah. I was like, well, it's like chewing food. So that's what we're going with. Podcasting is like chewing food, folks. Yes, I have decided to believe her. And I will say I am a top-notch masticator. That's right. So, I mean, who forgets how to chew? Okay, I know that there are like conditions you can have. No, no, don't go there. Okay, but we're not not talking about those today, all right? You can't forget how to chew food, all right? And so you can't forget how to podcast. Well... What are we podcasting about today, you may ask? Season three, episode one, the very first episode of the season called The Christening, which terrified the very prospect that this was about Ruby's baby. Terrified fish, but for it's two not. Months. Yeah. For two months, it for terrified me. Yeah, we let you squirm with yeah. that one for a while. So it's yeah, called cool. The Christening. It originally aired October 4th, 2000. Directed by Steve Miner, written by J.J. Abrams. Here's the episode description. Felicity returns from summer break and ditches plans to spend her junior year in an apartment with Elena and Julie. Instead, she decides to get a Brooklyn flat for herself and Ben, who foolishly agrees to live with her before seeing the dump. Meanwhile, Javier registers for freshman year, Sean expands his documentary into a reality series, and Noel remains Missing in action, along with Javier's cousin, Natalie, Allie Landry. Yeah, okay. That's some of the stuff that happened. Sure is. A lot of stuff happened in this episode. A lot of stuff happened. Yes. Well, with that in mind, Fish, where do we start? I think this is going to be one of those, we just have to start at the beginning. Because... we take this one in order, yeah. Yeah, so much stuff... uh, really interweaved and happened so quickly. Um, Now, I recognize, I can't remember, I think it was probably um, a a different interview with uh, Mandy Foreman, where she talked about the theme song, Mm -hmm. the new theme song, which I believe she said was written by J.J. Abrams. Um. So 
we're we're just gonna say there's a new theme song there is and uh and well also and i want to say before we even you did exactly what the episode did some like so in past seasons a lot of times what they would do is they'd have like a teaser portion of the episode where you'd have a little bit of the action first and then at some point they'd bust into the theme song that didn't happen here they wanted to just right away be like new year new theme song new version of you Mm -hmm. so they open with a theme song none of us had ever heard before yeah and i had some reactions which i will keep to myself i will just say what is the point of that fish this is a podcast (laughs) (laughs) because i respect mr abrams and his choice of putting his own song he's not listening to this look it's fine (laughs) it's fine okay minus points for you for the you know the theme song jj abrams Plus points for you for not opening it with the Dear Sally tape. <laughs> All right? It's a wash. Is it? Well, maybe for you. The the Dear Sally stuff didn't bug me. But, I mean, it has robbed me of, you know, one of my favorite moments of every week, which is when Melissa will sing along with the theme song. Uh-huh. Um, so, I mean, J.J. Abrams, just, just if you ever hear this, know that you have decreased the joy in my life just oh a little God. bit, but, okay. but brought so much through the whole show of Felicity that, yeah. that, you know, I really can't, can't come down too hard. I'll come down a little hard. It's okay though. Cause I think, you know, I've been trying to get a sense of how people feel about the, the opening credits. I remember at one point I was going through on YouTube, whatever uploaded versions there were of the credits. And I was trying to get a sense of like, from the comments who likes them who doesn't what's the what's the spread i guess my my sense is that people feel like the theme song from the first two seasons the, the credits really everything about the credits and both the theme itself and the use of sort of the artistry of the still photos um and how it sort of blended with the artistry of felicity herself uh, and and it was sort of a an ode to new york in all of the scenes um I got the sense that people were more into the credits from the first two seasons, but I don't know if that is accurate. So, you know, if you're listening to this, we'd love to know what you thought. Like, did you have a preference? Did you prefer these credits? What was your vibe? Yeah. And feel free to not dance around the subject as I have. Um, Yeah. I like how you were like, I won't share my thoughts on this. And I called you to the math for that. It's like, that's your job. All right. That's your Uh, job. Yeah. And Um, yet I I still didn't share it. So I think we we have a sense. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I think we have a sense. It's just remember you're a critic. Okay. It's okay. Cynic. I'm a cynic. You're a cynic Uh, too. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. I'm both. Um, so, I mean, do you have amazingly optimistic and positive things to say about the theme song? Hmm. I don't think they're terrible, but I don't think they fit. Okay. I think that it is, in fact, a new vibe that it brings, right? If, if we just sort of break it down, because that's what we do here. I think that some of the reasons that I liked the credits from the first two seasons, well, I just said them. I mean, I think that there's... Uh, an artistry 
to Felicity herself. And I think that is matched in the first two seasons with the use of the still photos. I think they're really good photos. I think they show the people and the places and at some points the dog. Um, I knew that was going to come. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, and I like that. I always felt like the, the sort of whispery singing in the opening reminded me a little of Julie. It wasn't Julie, but mm-hmm. It reminded me of the way that Julie sings. And I think music is certainly a a heavy component for at least the first season for Julie. So I liked that they brought together all of that. And, you know, for those of you listening to this, when we were deciding on what we wanted our opening music to be for this podcast, the one that we ended up going with for me kind of makes me think of the first two seasons theme song. Hmm, So... It, um, I know they're all a little bit different, but there's a, there's like a, a through line that runs through for me. Um, this theme song feels like they went poppier and they went, and I think that is in line with, I guess, you know, they were getting these notes about the show being brighter and we want dancing and we want fun. And we like, so they, I guess they felt the network thought the show was pretty heavy the first season, which it was at many times. Um, it was darker. There's a lot of brown. There was a lot of, you know, like it, it just felt like a darker show. And they've been getting these notes along the way to be brighter. And I think that this theme song is reflective of that too. But I don't know that I think Felicity is a poppy person, you know? Yeah, I was going to say, if if that's the way they were going, perhaps whatever is going to happen with Julie, since clearly it's a little deeper than they said um maybe doesn't but um i think you're right it, it probably doesn't fit with, okay. the, with the direction the show seems to to go uh, since you have said that there's even more drama uh that we're going to to face in seasons three you know and four. i feel like and i think this is a good time to say you know knowing the show pretty well although it's been a little while since I did a rewatch it's been a few years and a lot's happened in my own life so I don't know what I'm going to layer into my thoughts on seasons three and four but if you were to ask me what show what seasons do I think how do I think I'll rate the seasons I expected before we started this podcast that season one would be my favorite season two that they would basically go in that order season one two three and four in order of most to least favorite season and I have to say that this one actually started pretty strong for me so I don't know maybe it'll maybe it'll bear out a little differently but I feel like seasons three and four but particularly four gets like really soapy feeling at times um, in a way that it didn't feel that much like that to me in seasons one and two. Is um, there a secret twin? Does a secret twin show up? No secret twins, but there are just some some twists and turns in the plot that they did that I think were sort of for the sake of twists and turns in the plot. Um, and I don't know. I mean whenever you get any couple together and that includes every couple that we've got on this show it i guess is pretty boring to have all of those couples just be happy 
all the time with <laughs> nothing happening to them. So when you get people together and we've got people together right now, multiple sets of couples here, and you kind of know that they're going to have to throw a wrench into the works there in all kinds um, of ways. Yeah. And they, I mean, we already see it. They're already building it into episode one. They are, but they're doing it and it, it feels a little more organic to me in this episode than it will at some points in the future. Um, there's some stuff that's like, oh, okay, we're going here. All right, that's fine. I'm on this ride with you. Um, I was always on the ride in seasons one and two. I don't know that my memory of seasons three and four is that I was always on the ride. But hey, it's a new version of me, right? It's a new time. It's a new place. It's a new era. I'm doing these podcasts with you, Fish. I feel like I could grow. I don't know. Um, We'll just see how it goes. All right. Well, if we jump in, they're already starting to throw us off because Felicity is walking down the street Mm -hmm. saying she hasn't seen him for three months and she is just so happy and she's got this big smile on her face and she's just going to go up and give a big old hug to Javier. Yeah, he's in a cab. My little angel. Um, Fish, did you notice that the one... (laughs) The one business that we could see signage of, did you notice what that business was? I saw pizza a lot. Okay. Well, there was a, there was a scene that they did with sort of an upward camera angle to uh, Felicity and Javier. And behind them, there was just this building that had the whiz on it. Remember that? Remember that business? No, I remember the, the musical. The whiz at this point was like a record store. Remember those? (laughs) I do remember like Tower and I remember like the secondhand stores, but I don't know if if we, maybe we didn't have them in California and you had them in New York. Yeah, it was like a, it's sort of like a Tower Records kind of thing. I mean, with all of those types of businesses, we had many iterations of technology during mm. the course of their run. So you had like probably records officially cassette, and, yep. and, cassette and then tapes. cassette tapes and then CDs. Yes. And then we eventually got to a place where you're buying stuff online from digital stores. But yeah, um, I never went into one. Well, that's not true. Sometimes you, you would go into the second. I only went into the secondhand stores um, for records or for uh, CDs even though I guess they were also in bookstores a lot, mm-hmm. but those are the new ones. But if you go into like the dingy one room, there was, there was usually um, sort of what looks like a grocery store plastic basket, like the personal basket somewhere or a laundry basket somewhere sitting on the floor with like just a bunch of A-track. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like or you're just like what yeah why I really enjoyed this yeah I really enjoyed going into those stores I mean I'm more remember I guess when I was really young I do remember going in and seeing records but most of my like memory of those stores is going in and shopping for CDs and just that experience of just like walking around the store and flipping through the different options that you had and and uh, seeing the cover art and I don't know. I, I really liked that experience. And then they had those little machines, sort of like a library card catalog, but usually like a digital kiosk where you could be like, I want 
this album or this CD. And then they would point you to where it was in the store because otherwise you spend forever looking for it. Um, We had very different experiences because what I'm talking about is it was usually pretty dark and you'd walk in and like the windows hadn't been washed and yeah, there'd be a place for the CDs and there'd be a place for the records. Usually the CDs were in the middle and the records were on the outside. And there were always like beads hanging down from the door. (laughs) So you had to like go through the beads and the whole place smelled like incense. Yeah. So you went to like little independent shops. Yeah. Like the secondhand ones where it was like some guy was just running this there was always like some moldy carpet and it, you know they were all facing out the beat out to the beach because you know it's california yeah um and so i just love them i mean yeah the incense okay. alone yeah every time i smell incense it, it brings me back yeah. to walking into those little shops and okay. just love it getting a real sense memory from the from just the words the whiz behind them but you know yeah. hey nobody beats the whiz nobody <laughs> beats the whiz um hey <laughs> nobody remembered that until i just said it anyway so okay uh we're really good at going off on tangents today but i'm going to bring us yeah. back so hey felicity's walking felicity sees javier they're reconnecting they're how, super how are things you know we're getting the whole like how felicity's feeling to be back at school everybody's happy mm-hmm. and you know they just want to set the set the stage mm-hmm. you know felicity she's she's gonna be in a new dorm and Noel, nobody's seen him all summer yeah. he's missing this is gonna be the you know, the, the mystery of this episode is just, yeah. where art thou, Noel? It's so true. Where art thou? Yeah, they do set up two pretty important things here, because Felicity mentions that she's planning to live with Elena and Julie in the dorm. And then the whole Noel thing, you know, I think Javier is a good person for us to have that first conversation, because when Felicity is offhandedly, Felicity's not worried about it. Felicity's just offhandedly saying, I haven't seen Noel since he left your wedding with Natalie. And Javier's like, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> Noel and Natalie? Yeah. What? Is this a thing? Nobody told me. Oh, he's in so much trouble. Yeah. He's apparently Javier knows a lot of stuff about Natalie that he's not telling the audience. But all we need to see is how much he's freaking out. And he's not well, feeling good about this for Noel. He does tell us. She, she what did he call her? Like Amanda Sawyer? No, he no, made no. a reference that must have been a news reference at that time. Oh, I thought he said like a man destroyer. Oh, she does, like destroys men and discards them. It could be either one. Anybody who's listening to this, if you were aware, <laughs> if there was an actual man destroyer, but it could be a man destroyer. The idea is the same thing because I assumed that a man just Amanda Sawyer was a man destroyer. Um, I mean, could be. We've well got done. a new new uh reference yeah i guess we can just check yeah so he's he's nervous about it but he does have something he can do to help felicity with the apartment because he has a connection he knows a guy who's trying to clear out an apartment worth of furniture Mm -hmm. and since felicity is going to be living in an apartment and it clearly hasn't thought about the furniture that will be in it although it doesn't seem like they need any when we actually get there but whatever so um (laughs) it's fine so 
he's going to take her to this place where, where they can check out the furniture and see if there's anything that she might want any, you know, lamps or whatever. Yeah. And we get to see this offer of furniture in documentary style. It's back. Mm-hmm. Felicity's on the street and she and Javier are going and everyone else is going to be stalked by Sean throughout the episode. Yeah. Um, well, but and- before we go documentary style, we do actually see them in this apartment. And the main thing I wanted to point out here is that the manager actually walks in while she's looking at it. Cause I guess they're trying to clear this place out. And he mentions that they're going to put the place up for rent. And you could tell Felicity's interested. Yeah. Um, I just wrote down impulsive. Like she has not, she hasn't changed that much. Um, she sees the place. She gets this picture in her head. She's like, Oh, this is going to be our romantic little grotto. Yeah. And, um, yeah we all know her well enough at this point to know what she's thinking yeah the wheels are turning for sure but then you're right we do go to the documentary style um and it turns out that you know sean says hey the ifc wants us to be a whole reality series so get (laughs) ready folks we're gonna do all kinds of documentary style episodes do they do that throughout the whole season? Uh, I can't remember how far in we go, but there are some there's some more documentary style like scenes that we'll see. It, it's something that they wanted to set up to be able to do it whenever they wanted to. Okay, because you know I I liked it the first time. I liked it the second time. The third time is starting. Much. Yeah, it's it's getting a little much, especially because Sean is so pushy about it, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know. Yeah, but it yeah, third time's getting a little much. If they just do little bits and pieces, I'll be fine. But like, if the next three episodes are all documentary style, I think I'm gonna be starting to dear Sally it. Um, oh, start, start digging points there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, right. But let's just wait for a second and and realize the reason this furniture is available is because Javier's friend got a job at a dot com. Yeah. Anyone remember the dot com boom? Weren't those mm-hmm. the days? Don't we all wish that we had just invested in Apple? Just yeah. If we'd known the future, right? <sighs> it's such a weird uh, label of a time to me because it's like we talk about, like he says dot com and it like brings up a memory of this era, but actually we're still in that era. No, <laughs> you know, like, no, no. It, I appreciate that it was like a booming new industry at the time, except we're still using. Yes, we are still using the term dot com, but the dot com mm-hmm. boom was all about the silicon tech companies that just made you you know million multi-millionaire overnight kind of thing and they were a you know fly-by-night sort of operation and then they all went bust and Mm -hmm. a bunch of people all lost their money and we have not seen that come back that that just the amount of kind of wealth that was created in, in it, I think it is a bit of a nostalgic era, especially for those of us at like the tail end of, you know, Gen X or like early millennial. It's, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, we were pretty stable. The economy was doing well. The, uh, the deficit was, you know, 
balanced, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and it's, it's just job, you know, employment was good. We had the dot-com boom, the housing crisis hadn't happened. Um, it, it, it was a nice stable moment for us to grow up in. <laughs> yeah. For a minute. Yeah. Yeah, for about yeah. Well, 10, 10 years there, five years. I don't know. It was oh, I don't know. Time. I feel like when 9-11 happened, that probably brought everybody to their knees. And just that's true. Industry. It was like maybe 96, 97 to 9-11. Yeah. Yeah. But so um, the thing that we're capturing in this first documentary portion is... Sean's tracking Felicity, who is nervous because she's walking to meet up with Elena and Julie, who she hasn't seen yet. And she's got to tell them something. Yeah, we know what it is. Yeah, we we have a sense of what might be happening here. and But she won't reveal it to Sean. He wants to capture all this on film. And then they get to the apartment. And it's this amazing. I mean, it it really doesn't look like a dorm. It looks like. It said it was student apartments. Yeah. Yeah, definitely was a lot of space. Um, I think that they really tried to think about what they would need for filming because, mm. you know, there's a lot of, it looks like a place that has a lot of space, even from the front end of the camera. And you know that there's a whole lot of people who need to be behind the scenes. So I don't know if this was a set or or what they did with this, but they definitely gave consideration to how can we have uh, just as much room as possible. Yep. Yep. Nice and light and, and, um, you know, a lot of light, but also a lot of white everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I thought we had a big, big dorm, uh, big student apartment or whatever junior year, but compared to this, nope. Not yeah. Close. Yeah, this was a lot. And then we're going to see as Felicity greets Elena and then Julie, there's a lot of, you know, friendly hellos. Julie's is a little like, hey, how are you? Julie's like, I'm okay. Um, You're like, subtle. Yeah, Yeah. it was subtle, but they put it in there. They did. Um, Elena, no, don't wear that ever again. Oh, sorry. Just don't. Okay. but yeah, they're all saying hi. Felicity has brought a plant. Um, and we're going to get one of many references to the fact that there's going to be a new roommate from England. Um, I thought was Natalie, but it is not because Natalie has never been <laughs> British. Look, <laughs> I didn't really remember. It's been several months. We saw her for like five seconds. Um, we did. Okay, fair enough. Uh, um last but time I we just, saw her she was talking about texas <laughs> i don't remember that i don't remember i i just thought it would be cool if natalie then moved in um but apparently she's she's gonna be around for a little while fun, actually yeah i, I kind of would have liked that um yeah, but I, i'd like to take your temperature on this okay um 98.6 wonderful <laughs> how how are you feeling about Felicity walking into this room with this plant with her news uh, on a scale from like one, well, on a scale from, let's say 10 being the most considerate. Um, so on a scale from like Susan to 10. I'm going to put her at a typical out of 10. 
typical for her. But, typical for but her. What I really want to hear is, well, how do you compare it to Susan? Well, I think she opens with smiling through gritted teeth. You guys are going to kill me. Um, so I like that she primed them for a second. Um, but I mean, she just drops this news on everybody she talks to. So I don't know. Let's give her like a four. Um, okay. So on a scale from Susan to 10, she gets a four. See, I'm thinking she actually might be like a little worse than Susan because at least Susan had an answer. She was like, you're not living here. Whereas Felicity walks in and is, says, look, I want to I'm gonna live with Ben. It's, you know, I, I already took the apartment, but I, I didn't tell Ben. So... I but I think there's be a here. difference between displacing one of the people who's living. Like if she were like, Ben is going to live here with me and you two need to find a new place. That would be a different thing, which is what Susan did to Julie way back when that I hated so much. It was just like Julie had everything ready to go and she shows up holding stuff she's going to bring into the apartment. She's like, oh, yeah. Right. About you. Um, <laughs> you're not living here. And Julie's like, where am I supposed to live? But Felicity was displacing herself. And yes, they did need to find somebody else looking for an apartment, but Felicity offers up that solution. She's like, what about Megan? You've got this new British, maybe Natalie roommate coming in. Like we've, (laughs) you know, there are people and, you know, you figure at this point in the year, there might be somebody else out there from school who's looking Um, for an apartment. Let's also remember a little bit later when she then says, you know, this apartment thing may not be working out. I might just move back in with you guys. And then Megan's like, well, hold up. What about me? And Julie's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't end up (laughs) displacing Megan though. Um, Okay. They all just kind of squeeze. Um, I mean, they can all just go back to living at Sean's place, I guess. Yeah. I mean, they just did it for like. I guess a they're whole trying year. to recreate an environment like that, right? Where they can get a whole bunch of the cast members together, a whole bunch of the friends together. Um, yeah, I, I guess they notes... liked the chaos of that, and yeah. they probably wanted more of it. Yeah, my notes are just going to be a mess then this whole season because at one point I just had to like I started writing down the people when they were off like chasing Noel, and I, and at some point I was just like, all everybody's there yeah chasing no yeah well <laughs> so the the ladies are sort of receiving this news and elena's like you know elena's going to give her a typical dose of reality she's like look i lived with tracy over the summer and i'm just telling you like whatever this notion is that you have uh what it's going to be like to live with ben it's not like that which we all know is true it is different living with another person but this is like the I didn't pick up on it right then, but then they they keep kind of hammering home. Maybe maybe not everything is going so well in the Elena Tracy world. Yeah, or maybe it didn't. It's about to not. I I, I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, it seems like they had a decent summer, um, I, but maybe the problems are, are going to come up now that they, like, I don't know. It's, uh, I feel as though they were telling they were painting the picture of a summer that went okay. 
I don't know from Tracy's perspective, okay. but we'll get, we'll get there. Okay. Well, we're going to go back to documentary and Sean's got the camera on Megan. He's asking her, what's up? How's it been going? She matches the couch that you know, brown leather top, brown leather couch. She's just fitting right in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She said she had an amazing summer. She spent it with her boyfriend. He's her boyfriend now, who is amazing in bed, even though his dick is really tiny that she shows by lifting up her little finger. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, you know how it is. Well, she spent the summer with the maker of this documentary in Tuscany yep. and it was a mostly good time. She says they're actually pretty cute together here though. They are. Yeah. He, you know, he pretends to be affronted by the fact that she's called out his tiny dick because he knows, he knows, uh, okay. but they've Fair had enough. a good time. They've had a good time all summer. And I don't quite understand why she still doesn't have any sort of tan, but well, maybe they spent it all just in bed. I mean, it's reasonable to think that, right? Yeah. Um, and she, I don't know, it seems like they've got sort of a groove going. They're in some sort of a groover pattern in their relationship. But they, you know, it presents pretty cute, at least with this documentary. Um, I mean, how does this go wrong? I mean, you are at the start of a relationship. You have great sex. You take the guy to a villa in Tuscany all summer. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like it probably doesn't get much better than this. Uh, they're gonna, Well, from this point forward, they're going to find all kinds of ways to prevent this <laughs> into their relationship. But yeah, I that, think, that'll be the real world. I think that they, they have a certain dynamic already that you can already see that'll continue to play out as they throw things between them. Um, <laughs> Where they just sort of like, they're always somewhere between bickering and getting along, you know? <laughs> it's 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 just that that gray area between fighting and loving each other. Mm, <laughs> they occupy think, that space pretty much forever. <laughs> I think that's called passion and also marriage. I um, mean, whatever it is, like, I think that's the... It's certainly a different dynamic they're presenting to us for that couple than they are for some of the other couples we're seeing, right? They're giving us a very different texture with these two, and it makes it pretty fun. Because even when they're going to give us small, stupid stuff that they fight over, you're still just kind of like, yeah, but this is, I want them to fight like this because they're funny. Um, (laughs) But they also have an underlying caring for each other. So... That's the important part, you know, and I mean, poor, poor Richard here. He, he can't even find his significant other. He'd like to reconnect with (laughs) Noel. He had his time with Sean. Sean is off with Megan. And now he would like to, with his tail between his legs, go back to, to the man that he called a slut and, uh, and, and say, Hey dude, let's, let's get along again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the other thing Richard tells us here, you know, hey, how was your summer, Richard? Richard manages about it. to get across the idea that he was Minnie Mouse at Disney World without saying any of those words. Oh, it's- I did not pick up on that at all. 
Okay. Wow. Okay. He said. <laughs> well, no, not. I know what he what he said. I just had a totally different interpretation. He worked at a certain theme park, and right. not all of the female rodent mascots are played by female employees. That what is did not. You think he meant? I thought he meant he worked at Disneyland, which I in my haste to write things down, unfortunately abbreviated as D-Land. So he works at Disneyland and he was trying to, you know, find some female companionship and unfortunately made some passes at not female people. Okay, my interpretation was that he worked at Disney World and he was Minnie Mouse. I like both of these. Yeah. Um, cool. <laughs> so there you have it. Uh, listeners, you weigh in. What did you think Richard was saying? Because the point here is that Richard doesn't use, it's like, he, what's the game where you can't actually name any of the, uh, the, the taboo? Is it taboo? Yeah, that sounds right. Where you can't actually name any of the words they put on the card and you want to say all those words to describe yeah. the thing. Well, yeah. he in, I don't know, 50 words said what he could have said <laughs> in five. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> yep. uh, he couldn't say Disney or Minnie Mouse, which is probably accurate. They probably didn't have the rights to say any of that stuff. Yep. <laughs> so I like how they did it. And Richard is a perfect one to deliver that where it's like, he's just so ashamed. <laughs> Which still works from either of our perspectives. Yeah, yeah. Still works. But, I mean, to go from from class co-president to, uh, to either Minnie Mouse or Minnie Mouse hitting, hitting on Minnie Mouse, who actually ends up being a dude. Either way. Okay. Not, it's, <laughs> it's not... <laughs> so, in other updates on what people did for their summer we're going to get more documentary style coverage of elena and tracy mm-hmm. and we learned that they they worked together over their summer they were volunteering at a children's hospital in buffalo of all places yes um so they're kind of just sharing the story of that they're looking somewhat cute together at first and then uh, Sean well, asks about Elena. Elena says very. I thought a little pointedly, like, you know, Tracy's Tracy's going to be an amazing doctor, mm-hmm. and gives him a little kiss. And it's a children's hospital, and so I was like, are we foreshadowing like a children kind of conflict in the future there? Um, but you're right. Then Sean is just going to like bowl in a china shop as you always say go right for the serious problem yeah he's like so last time we checked in you guys hadn't had sex and elena's like well yeah uh we still haven't and that's okay up until (laughs) and then there and there's a look that that tracy gives Mm -hmm. uh because what elena says is but it's not a problem anymore Mm -hmm. And and Tracy has this this look on his face, mm-hmm. and then some guy wa- just walks into their apartment. I mean, WTF with 
that kind of stuff happening, saying they're going to have, you know, a keg across the hall. You guys want to come over. Elena just like, you know, toe die back to toe, looks him up and down and says, yeah, sure. And they look back to Sean and Sean just keeps pressing. He's like, yeah, are you worried about temptation and being back? And I swear he zooms in on Tracy's face. Mm -hmm. And that look to me says there have been problems. Like the look, I mean, he drops all, like all fun from Tracy's face is gone. Mm -hmm. It is the most serious look I think I've ever seen him give ever yeah well i had interpreted it that elena when the when the hot guy walks in elena's kind of like you said staring him up and down giving him googly eyes (laughs) and then uh which might be inappropriate usage in this context and then i think tracy i thought tracy picked up on that so when sean hones in on that point he's like are you worried about temptation i.e this guy who just showed up holding a bag of groceries that elena was so weird with i felt like tracy was reacting to that but it could have been that there was something that happened over the summer that we don't know we're we don't see that um i just have a feeling that whatever this like sex is not a problem thing mm -hmm. is not actually true yeah she was sugarcoating it for the camera Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, uh, let's talk about Javier. Javier's also being interviewed and he's excited to be a freshman. Yeah, he is. Remember he's uh remember we learned that last year and then he announced during it again at the wedding. wedding. Yeah, during his wedding speech. Yeah. It's funny <laughs> that vows. like we all knew that before that episode. Yeah. Because he had told another character that. And then all of a sudden, he's just telling his husband to be about it the night before the wedding. Mm-hmm. That doesn't feel like the timing for that, but that's okay. Um, Javier's excited to be a freshman and he is excited to rush. Mm-hmm. Except he doesn't know what that means. No, he's like, I've heard that's what freshmen do. Should I do it? Should I not? I want to see it happen. It'd be interesting. Yeah. Now we're going to go back to Richard. Oh, poor Richard. Richard, I feel like in every scene that we see him in in this episode is going up a number. Like if we're if we're doing a scale of zero to 10 for anxiety, mm-hmm. every episode, every every short scene we see him in, he has to go up a number. Right. Yes. And, and so- as he's going up the anxiety ladder, he's also going down the conspiracy hole. He is just further and further. I feel like he should have a Sam Spade, like gumshoe. Yeah, he's got the detective on. thing going about him here. And he yeah. he gets he gets even more, like more and more into that role as the episode goes on. Right now, though, mm-hmm. he is at that, he's setting it up for us where he's like, uh, yeah, I haven't heard of Noel or heard from Noel. I can't find him. Um, he's like, yeah, he was with that girl. You know, the one that looks like the Doritos chick. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) 
I love that that puts straight that put it straight into the script. Um, I'm assuming they got the rights on that one. I mean, product placement. They had a couple of product placements in this one. Oh, but Allie Landry was the Doritos chick, so I feel like. but it they was, still would have needed. Yeah, they would have yeah. needed the clearance to be able to do that. Um, but it's it's a nice it's little tongue in cheek moment. Yeah, it's also pretty on the nose with how the audience probably would have seen her. It's like remember her the one we met for one episode of the, she's the Doritos <laughs> chick. It immediately yeah. puts a face back on her if you forgot. Like I don't think anyone did. was ever looking at her face. Yeah. I mean, she's beautiful. My God. I don't, um, I still don't know what her face looks like. She's got great tits. Oh my God. Okay. I'm sorry. That's what I noticed. I think her face is That's gorgeous. Everyone noticed. Can't help I, it. I, I saw her face. Okay. Cause I look I at people's eyes or their it. face. All right. Uh-huh. I did. Um, But yeah, so he's calling it out here. He uses a word as they get to the end of this scene abduction yep and that's where you know this is gonna turn right or <laughs> like he doesn't say it when he mentions the line the doritos chick he says it towards the very end but when he says abduction it's like okay he's about to go down on a rabbit hole <laughs> yeah because everyone else is like oh yeah we can't find him and richard is i mean he's there he's like the man has been abducted it's, like it's why like is very, no one else freaking out it's a very quiet at first red alert it's like yeah. he has been abducted yeah. other people <laughs> he wants to see how it sounds and as he starts to gather more information he feels confirmed in his assessment yeah. but yeah we're gonna start with it there um Elena's gonna have a different reaction she I feel like every time the Doritos chick is mentioned or Noel is brought up that she needs someone to be physically holding her back because she's ready to punch somebody she is mad at Noel she is just she is pissed but she also hopes he's okay so I'm I think this is the the continuation of the caring version of Elena that we saw uh from that episode where you were like this remember this is this is what Elena looks like when she's trying to protect someone you know what I Um, normally save audience feedback for the very end but I do want to bring this in now because we had a comment from at mem underscore 0026 on Instagram who said basically in reference to Natalie, I loved the most how this storyline has showcased Elena and Noel's friendship that developed on its own outside of Felicity. So we'll get to see more of this. Well, I mean, I think we're already seeing it though. I think we saw it at the wedding. Mm -hmm. Elena's spidey sense Mm -hmm. was immediately (laughs) tingling the moment she saw Natalie and Noel together at the wedding. And it's something that I kind of reflected on even when we were covering that episode where it was like, just something about this. Elena's being protective of Noel. Elena used to be your guy's scum. To Noel, well, and you know? in all fairness, he was. Yeah. And then Natalie shows up, Natalie shows up and we see Elena fully protective. 
And it happens somewhere between those things, right? Like, I don't think she just went from your guy scum to lay off my friend. No, I mean, she's lived with him for an entire year and watched everything that happened with Ruby and watched him just get stomped. Yeah. Right? And I think that's what this is showing us because she's just, uh, she's pissed at him for leaving her in the lurch, but she's worried about him and Mm -hmm. she's feeling like this Natalie is a threat to him. Yeah, which Javier, I feel like Javier and Elena should just, you know, have a little scene where they both just freak out about Natalie. Yeah. And then now we're starting to hear from more people. We're going to get a little bit with Felicity. We're going to get a little bit with Julie right after. And they're they're both like, wait, nobody's heard from Noel? I haven't, you haven't heard from Noel? You, like, nobody. So Sean's now, you can tell Sean's going around to everybody interviewing them and saying, nobody's heard from Noel. Tell me what you think. Um, yes. And we get these these little scenes and I just got super distracted. I may be the only one who noticed this, but in the scene where Felicity is saying she hasn't seen Noel, Mm -hmm. there is a guy to her right who is just chowing down with the most amazing mustache. Oh my gosh. It is just, it is huge. Is that the scene where she's holding an entire slice of pizza, but not eating it? Yes. But the guy (laughs) behind her is totally chowing down with his giant mustache. This is the difference between me and Fish. Fish no. notices guy with giant mustache. <laughs> I'm noticing she's eating it and she's holding, she's physically holding almost vertically an entire <laughs> slice of pizza, but hasn't taken a bite of it. Yeah, it's probably pretty cold at this point. It's probably freezing cold. She's probably <laughs> been holding it for an hour doing different takes of this scene. The fact that it's not dripping grease means it has been there for a while. Yeah. And they didn't want it. They had to make it vertical because if she tried to hold it to the side, it would flop over. (laughs) (laughs) Um, New York pizza is big, is really big. It's big. But in order for it to like cantilever, you (laughs) have to hold it. Yeah. Yeah. Which she wasn't doing because they wanted it to look like a piece of pizza. So they never hold it up right. (laughs) (laughs) Like it was a a puppet. (laughs) Hey, it's the free pizza. Now that's available. It must be Friday. Dude with the mustache is there just chomping down on his free pizza. Uh, Felicity showing off the product. I mean, this just totally fits. And this also, you know, I'm glad to see Fish, you and I are back in our groove because I continue to notice things that are just totally useless um, and get really As excited about them. <laughs> Woo! Um, all right. So we've now basically heard from most people who would have heard from Noel that they haven't heard from Noel. So we're going to go non-documentary onto the screen of the graphic they want to use for this episode. And it just, it it's like... It's like flames, but green. Yeah. And it says, Noel's missing. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Uh, Sean is not as good as Noel at computer graphics. Um, (laughs) And he would like to know how it looks. And. uh, Well, Steve's not loving it. She feels like it's kind of hokey. 
Not just the graphic, but the whole experience. The color was a lot too. Yeah. Yeah. All of it. All of it. She's worried about Noel now. She doesn't like the hokey graphic. Yeah. But her day is about to get a lot better. Ben shows up. In walks Ben. Yeah. Ben's got home from his five o'clock arrival for his flight. And oh, they reunite. I know. I love this scene. They are. I love it because it starts with them laughing. Yeah. They're laughing. They're hugging. They're kissing. They're happy. Everything. Mm -hmm. Everything is just happy, happy, giggly, happy. Yeah. And then. Yeah. (laughs) Felicity's like, can I immediately interrupt this with something very serious? Uh, I found this place. And Ben's like, you took it already, didn't you? you?" Yeah, he knows. He's like. Doesn't even miss a beat. Yeah, she's like, I did, but it would be so easy to get rid of. Do you want to live? He's like, yes, yes, I do want to live together. He hasn't seen the place yet, though. I mean, I feel like he said yes because he's happy and he sees her and he thinks maybe this will be a fun adventure. Um, he's going to regret this real soon. Yeah, he's going to regret it pretty soon. But in other things people are regretting, we're going to get a shot of Megan and Julie and Elena. And they are moving, uh, looks like a really heavy chest of stuff. Yeah, that's Megan's trunk from yeah, her trunk. room. That's, that's know, the word I wanted, trunk. Yeah, it's a traveling trunk. Um, okay. Megan's outfits have gone way downhill in Uh this episode this it's maybe this is her her casual look i don't know what's happening but uh no gold slip with like rainbow spandex pants Mm -hmm. this is not megan this is not this is not there's a lot of things here that were that we're seeing that are a little different about megan now um for example she has a whole minor speech a bunch of different lines here where she basically says thanks without the thanks i know she you know she explains look i was supposed to stay with earl uh didn't work out um you know i just um just wanted to say sean put you up to this and you know, I I kind of um maybe well sort of they're like you you're know. welcome. You're <laughs> welcome. She's like, okay, great. Didn't have to say it. <sighs> That's pretty typical of Megan. I feel like to to not be able to say the thing, but even to want to express a thank you, I think is a big development for her with these people. Yeah, I will say. Um, very nineties phrase that she used don't puss out on me uh yeah i feel like this has very this is well i guess 90s to the early 2000s um this was the age of calling everyone a pussy all the time Mm. and it it's unfortunate and i'm glad that it has passed i will just say that i hear what you're saying hear what you're saying all right fish here's the moment felicity and ben we're going to see the apartment. Ben's going to see it for the first time. We're non-documentary here, okay? For a moment. Mm-hmm. And we just see it all hit Ben's face at the same moment. <laughs> and let me tell you, this is not the worst apartment ever. It's really not. Um, 
not great though it's not compared to where he's been living true just like a multi-million or where she was gonna live (laughs) that's true too um i mean this is like a normal level apartment for like college students who aren't living on campus Mm. my first apartment you know it uh had some similarities Mm -hmm. um so you know it's it's really not that bad but they make it sound bad and when i say sound i really mean sound yeah 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 they put a lot of effort into the sound effects for this (laughs) apartment um We'll get there in a moment. For now, we're just seeing a quick shot of them in this space. And Ben is facing away from Felicity. So we are feeling the gravity of what this place (laughs) is hit him. And um, I feel like we hear at that moment, like dripping water or something mm -hmm. that like just indicates. Oh, no. There's also like a constant crying baby sound in the background where I kept thinking it was maybe like a neighbor of mine or maybe a neighbor of yours. But then every time they would switch away, it wasn't there anymore. So it's like, they actually put a constantly crying baby in this, like some other apartment near them. Uh, and we were just supposed to notice that Yeah, it was driving me nuts. Um, but it wasn't one of my neighbors. So I think there was something (laughs) that they actually put in there. Uh, yeah. And then, so, (laughs) <laughs> he's just sort of gazing around this place feeling horrified by it and then Felicity's like and this is the nook and <laughs> like, know. the breakfast, the breakfast nook. nook yes yeah I got a breakfast nook um perfect so now we're gonna go to a very like when Harry met Sally style they're going back to the documentary style and Sean's gonna be doing these quick cuts between things he's talking to Ben about and things he's talking to Felicity about and we're seeing the stark contrast of how they feel <laughs> about this apartment. And Ben's just like, it's a hell hole. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I, I do not like this. It's like a hell hole. It's an actual hell hole. Which is cut and around Felicity being like, it's so romantic. Yeah. She's like, I love it. I think Ben really loves it. And he's like, I hate it. Yeah. And, <laughs> and we're just like... getting these like a couple seconds at a time cuts between them giving these polar opposite reads. Yeah. And yeah. Ben is very clear. He's like, I care about her too much. I am not going to tell her. And she's like, I'm sure he would tell me if he didn't like it. I, I think he loves it. He's like, I hate it. And Sean lies <laughs> for Ben. He's like, yeah, he loves it. She's like, really? Yep. 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 No, no, that is not the truth. It's everyone in your life is lying to you right now, Felicity. Everybody, including yeah. Sean and Ben. Yeah. Um, so okay, we're gonna get another Richard scene. Richard's full detective now. Okay, dun dun dun. He's been gathering evidence, mm-hmm. and while the friends haven't heard anything about Noel, here's what he does know. Yes. At one point, Noel called his mom right could have been now i'm gonna be honest i didn't gather all the information here because i was stuck on the nolan ryan card um of it all but so (laughs) richard has spoken to noel's mom okay yes yes which let's just (laughs) let's just admit we all knew we all knew that that that's exactly what he'd do yeah um 
He, I would love to see knows him. Rolls mom on a first name basis. Oh, like she that's is the deal. in his phone, yeah. probably speed dial two. Well, maybe three after Noel went back to one and Sean's at two. It has to um, be, right? Yeah. Because how else? I mean, he can't reach Noel to find out how to reach Noel's mom. So he no. has this contact. I mean, I guess you could like what? Yeah, dial there the were operator. the white pages. Yeah. Yeah. Those did mm. exist back then. He has or, her programmed. All right. He yeah. knows her. He's got, he's got all of Noel's emergency contacts stored yeah. somewhere. Um, I mean, we will, we will get to this and talk more about it later. But let's just say I'm assuming at this point that Richard does have a very similar tattoo as the Doritos girl. <laughs> maybe, maybe. On the some other, part of his body. The other evidence that Richard brings up and he's like, okay, the mom thing didn't freak you out. Well, how about this? So mm. Noel's brother, yep. Ryan, Ryan, received a baseball card in the mail. It was a baseball card of it, Noel and Ryan. I thought it was a postcard that he sent to him. It could have been. With a picture of Nolan Ryan on it. Was that what it was? So it was baseball star Nolan Ryan. And yes. okay, Noel and, and Ryan. Ryan. Uh, and it was right? postmarked from New York. Right. Noel is in the city. He's he's here. But he's not registered for school. So Where's we, my buddy? Exactly. Something yeah. has happened that has prevented him from coming back to Richard. Mm -hmm. And he knows that the postcard is coming from within the city. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. The plot thickens. All right, folks. Mm -hmm. Where is Noel anyway? So we we're going to drop that for a minute. We're going to go back to the non-documentary style. We're going to, we're going to encounter the apartment through Sean's eyes now. And Sean just verbalizes everything that I've been thinking about this whole situation. He just mm -hmm. walks in the door and goes, Oh no. Oh no. Yeah. Oh no. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. And Ben agrees with every, Oh no. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he starts nerve. walking around and <clears throat> showing the confirmation of it all. He, yeah. he, the pipes start to bang and, Ben's like, what is that? Sean's like, well, it'll probably go away. And Ben's like, okay, let's say it does. Let's imagine it does. I still have to live in this place. Then he turns on the faucet, gets a glass of water. I don't know. It's definitely brownish. And he's yep. like, there's activity in the water. When were Brita filters invented? I feel like Before this, this I was think. a Brita moment. Because mm -hmm. we had we had Brita filter. Yeah, we if your water looks that. like that before Brita, Brita can't do enough for you. I don't know. Brita's pretty good. Okay. I mean, just I've knowing also, the water used to be like that would still be a problem for me. Yeah, I guess I've had water that I 100% know would have killed me before I put it through whatever process I had to put it through. Um, which sometimes was just sticking an iodine tablet in it and shaking real hard. And then everything that was in there. Ah, <laughs> oh, yep. travel. Um, yeah. Living. Okay. Living. Living. That, that living. was me living yeah, abroad. Is, yeah. <laughs> um, well, so maybe this doesn't freak me out quite as much as it freaks you out, but. Uh, this wouldn't work for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sean is really keyed in on, on what's important 
he's going to have to find a new roommate. Yeah, yeah. And Sean's also going to try to, he's going to, he's got an idea. He can help Ben. It'll be a Hail Mary, but maybe they can figure this out. I mean, this is why Ben has brought him. He wants Sean's genius. And it's going to take a minute. Sean needs a minute. So, and we'll see it yeah. in, in, a, in a good minute what that'll be. But He's first, gonna we're going to go back try. to the documentary. We're going to catch up with Javier. And Javier's telling a little story about the significance of him going to school. I really um, like this, actually. I thought this was so sweet. Yeah, this was nice. So <laughs> we're, we're going to get a whole little story about Javier's mom, who calls him or called him Jota, which is J. Just said it's the letter J in Spanish. And... Um, so his mom wanted him, was hopeful about Javier being the first in their family to go to college. And Javier kind of blew it off. He was like, eh, I want to have fun. I want to party. I want to, I want to go on a date instead of take the Spanish equivalent of the SATs or whatever that was. Look, he had hair. He mm-hmm. was a party guy. There was a dude named Guillermo and there was a beach. I mean, what do you expect? He's only human. He's only human. He's only a man. So he's, he didn't do the thing he was supposed to do. He didn't go to college when his mom wanted him to go to college or had hoped that he'd go to college, but he's going now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, he wants to, he wants to take it seriously. He wants to have the whole experience and he better go study. Well, but he, um, he will go study, but he does. I mean, this is such a big deal to his mom, but he hasn't told her. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know yet because her 65th birthday is coming up. And what he'd like to do is give her one of his report cards for her 65th birthday, mm-hmm. assuming he has good enough grades. So that's yeah. why he needs to go study. And I yeah. thought for a second here, she's 65. How old do we think Javier is? I've, you know, because we started watching this in college, I've always thought Javier was like in his early 40s managing this this shop. I'm now thinking Javier may be, may be younger than me. I kind He's of would have thought me. somewhere in his 30s, but probably on the back half of that. But I'm thinking like, I don't know. I guess it depends on his mom. I don't know. But like 35, back half of 30s. I'm just like, wow. I don't know. I've just always stuck him in that like early 40s category. And just to have this moment of like. He could uh, still be though, right? I mean, if if mom is 65, he could still be in his 40s. So um, good, but I don't think he is now. I don't think he is either. I think he is maybe upper 30s. I, I believe Javier is younger than me, which is, it's just a shock to my system. Okay. I'm sorry for your loss. Thank you. Um, So we're going to go back to the non-documentary style coverage. And so Sean and Ben have done something with this apartment and Felicity is now going to return to the apartment to see the work. She's going to see the genius that will fix the apartment for any man. Mm-hmm. 
put a giant TV in it. Yeah. Sean must have had another connection. And they put a weirdly, oh, they had a weirdly shaped, like curved screen. And I don't know what I was looking at. Yeah. That was a thing back then. It had something to do, I think, with like perspective or something. You know, it was before the, I mean, it, it, it is kind of a flat screen but they were curved i don't remember them being that curved but there definitely were curved tvs okay and i can't remember exactly why because i really didn't care that much Mm -hmm. um but this is it this is the big idea and and felicity walks in and it's just like whoa don't don't i mean that seems like it was probably expensive Mm -hmm. she's she has just come back from buying all this really practical stuff um and she's got a bag of practical stuff in her hands and he's like okay i got her first appliance Mm -hmm. there's this huge tv and she's like oh and you can see now how much they're still not saying to each other because yeah. Ben never was comfortable to tell her that he didn't want to take the place once he saw it. And now he we're having this whole interaction with Felicity where she's looking at this TV and she's like, yeah, I was just out getting like, you know, cleaning supplies and stuff like that. And oh, but you got a TV sort of <laughs> like yeah, passive like, aggressive. We and, could have afforded a better apartment if you hadn't had that TV. <laughs> yeah. But and okay. she opens the door and she bumps the TV. And he's like, come on let's be careful this is the one thing in this apartment that i love i, I mean <laughs> sorry oh I'm, you're also you're, oh man when when she bumped the tv you gasped yep because <laughs> i knew like, <gasps> <laughs> i knew what the reaction to that would be yeah it because was come so on much. she really doesn't have that much of a leg to stand on she's like i got an apartment for us and he turns around and he gets a TV. I mean, it, this is this is just typical, right? It's just typical of your first apartment with someone. Yeah, um, I mean, I've had I've had kind of this exact experience where it's like, we're gonna have a giant TV in the bedroom. I'm like, no, we're not. Um, it's a low grade War of the Roses sort of a situation. Very, very low grade. But it's uh, <laughs> they we're just seeing the passive aggression come out while they're just both unhappy with each other's choices. And, yeah. and but, Felicity says it's fine. So she's, Ben specifically is like, you don't think it's too big, is it? <laughs> she's like, you know what? We'll watch really romantic movies on it. <laughs> no. And she just... realizes she realizes she can't really say anything yeah. and like but she hates it and yeah. he really hates the apartment and, it's and he's just gonna like... hate the really romantic movies that he wants yeah. that she wants to watch on it so did he win <laughs> i ask you at well, what cost I, look look <laughs> once there's a remote i'm guessing that thing is going to be on sports center if they can afford cable yeah um so here's the question we would like to pose to you, dear listeners. This weird curved TV is located over another appliance that we believe maybe some sort of weird washing machine. What is going on with this washing machine? Why, 
why is there this weird thing that comes out from the top? Is it a washing machine? We don't know. So um, my theory is that it's a washing machine, but the door, it's a side load washing machine and the door opens up. Like, you know, those cars that have doors that open up instead of to the side. DeLoreans, I think it's like, like DeLoreans. Back to the future. Yeah. So I feel that it's strategically placed over a washing machine with a DeLorean door. And my thought was that it's a washing machine where you can put down the top and it's a griddle where you can make pancakes okay. and bacon and other such stuff. Two very different theories. What do you think, everybody? That's what we yeah. want to know. What are you seeing when you look at this still shot? When you see a washing machine, what do you think of? Back to the Future or Pancakes? <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of question you get. Yeah. Welcome back. <laughs> mm -hmm. So we're going to put a finer point on this. We're just going to briefly cut over to the ladies at the dorm, Megan and Julie and Elena. They're having a painting party. They're having fun. They're, they're all they sitting on counters and they're painting stuff. And Megan's telling a fun story about being caught having <laughs> sex by her parents. With Sean. Let's all yeah. remember that all of her sex stories now are going to be about someone that other people have to look in the face. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Also, did they not learn from the, the last painting party? Like, at least there's no wallpaper this time. My goodness. Yeah. yeah. Well, so... Felicity is going to call in the middle of this. And I think we're getting that real contrast between like the, the disheveled apartment and, you know, people having fun and having life in this like dorm apartment. Um, and Felicity is going to call. Julie is going to pick up. And, you know, they're just having a quick chat. And, you know, Felicity is like, maybe we'll christen the apartment tonight. But she gets interrupted. Mm -hmm. By the sound of... A giant bug running across the floor. Now, the sound effects for this cracked <laughs> me up every time because it sound. What did it sound like? It sounded like a person with really small feet running across the room. Or like yeah, <laughs> I feel like they were going for scuttling. Yeah, and yet what they got was like <laughs> quick toddler. Like <laughs> I don't know. It was definitely. I appreciate that they were trying to give us sound effects to indicate the bug because we weren't seeing the bug. Yes. But the bug was way too big. To, it was like a bug <laughs> with little mics on its feet, you know? It's like, hold on a second. We're going to put this boom mic over you, Roach. Um, yes. Or we're going to mic up. We're going to give you a little lav mic for your collar so we can pick up the sounds of your feet scuttle. It was just, it was, it would crack me up every single time. Um, yeah. So we get the sound of this small toddler slash giant bug <laughs> running across the floor. And we just see Felicity go <gasps> in the middle of a sentence. It's like, there's a bug. But it couldn't be a bug that big. Yeah. yeah. Um, yes. Yes, it can. Uh, I can tell you from living in places with water like that, mm -hmm. there are plenty of bugs that are going to be that large. I mean, this um, is straight out of the book Metamorphosis, you know? <laughs> Like, this are is you it. turning the toddler into a bug? I might be. Oh, Maybe wow. it was originally a toddler, and then it had the activity uh, in the water, water, and then it was like, ah, oh, now I'm a, a bug. bug. Yeah. Um. Maybe that was the crying 
baby that you've been hearing. <laughs> That's exactly it. So the baby was crying before. And then at some point I went like, oh, oh I'm Phil. <laughs> and started scuttling across the room and lighting cigarettes and being a fire hazard. All right. I agree. Um, um, this is why I didn't write this show. <laughs> I'm just saying it works out pretty perfectly, though. Okay. I mean, uh, yeah. Look, they gave us the sound effects. We just ran with it. That's what we did. If you're going to use sound effects like that, <laughs> who approved them? Like, I we need a sound still. effect for a bug. And somebody was like, tapping across. It was like, who, so, who was like, yeah, that's it. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Um, we need to up the stakes a little bit more with Noel. Yes, we need Javier back to tell us some more. Yeah, and this is just going to be a really quick one, documentary style, but Javier has been checking in with his relatives. They don't know where Natalie is. No one can find her. Yeah. He's doing the reverse search. He's looking for, he's the only one looking for Natalie in this I whole mean, situation. He's pretty much assuming they're together so yeah if you can locate natalie you can locate noel and perhaps save him Mm -hmm. yeah okay so we've upped the stakes but now we're going back to the apartment we're going to go non-documentary style and i feel like this sequence of events is akin to final answer or finally or any of that really good stuff where they just like set up as much chaos as possible um oh i thought it was a definite callback to when uh oh give me an o yeah or like that for sure yeah um without the intention of having sex because there there was a fire they potentially were gonna have sex about christening the apartment but they haven't like They've got like Latin music in the back and okay. it ends in a fire. So it is. It is a good callback to that. So yeah. they're they're starting Someone to Someone comes in. Yeah. Look, I'm just look at you. Look what Amazing. you did. Um Amazing. so basically, you know, they're talking about christening the apartment. They get interrupted by scuttle, 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 scuttle. <laughs> Sound of huge bug. Yeah. And they're in the middle of kissing, and Phyllis is like, Ooh! <laughs> and it's like what and she's like it's a bug and Kill ben it. is like so what take care of it ben you're the man go do it and ben's like yeah i'm a man i don't care about a bug get over here now i want to interrupt this this uh retelling for my note from an optimist and before she does she's taking a sip of water which i'm i'm assuming means she's got something good yeah Living with a person who takes care of bugs. <laughs> it's something that I appreciate because I don't have that person. Mm. As an optimist, I think it's amazing. And if you have a person in your, if you don't like having to take care of every bug, whatever that means to you, whether it's scooping it up and bringing it outside or smashing it with a shoe or disorienting it <laughs> with some sort of cleaning, so whatever that looks like for you, <laughs> if you don't like having to do that being caught by surprise by an unwelcome tenant that you have to take care of if you have somebody who can do it for you boy does that change everything 
I can't tell you how many times I'm like, all right, time to go to bed. I'm exhausted. Can't wait to get to bed. All right, let's go. No, there's a spider over the bed. It's like, maybe I'll sleep on the couch tonight. Maybe I'll give the spider the room. Maybe I'll I'll just ask it for some rent money in the morning and then we're good. I don't know. Yeah. Melissa has a thing about, I guess, bugs or say lizards that are on the (laughs) ceiling. She... She has what I believe is a an irrational fear of what? them falling. I mean, I have um, irrational fears about things. I don't know if this is a particularly irrational fear. I feel like I want it gone. Disagrees, but I feel like it is an irrational fear to believe that you know a, a bug like a spider or lizard are just going to randomly fall on you because okay, evolutionarily a spider speaking, lays down with its own web. All right yeah it will come down it will bite you i've woken up in the morning with spider bites so i know this can happen all right that's a thing now what you're referring to (laughs) what you are conflating here is a story about geckos slash lizards which is what i was calling them at the time that may or may not fall on your face at night Okay, here's the story, guys. All right, let's let's just everybody just kick back here for a second. Okay, so fish well, and before, I before before we go fully into the story, I'll just say I do live with a person who can take care of bugs. Oh and I live alone. Oh. So that will tell you just a little bit about where this story is going. Well, I can do it and I have to because I'm the only one here. I'm just but saying it would be if nice. We're together. Yeah. What happens is Yeah. So, okay. So back in the day, what was this like 20, 2009, somewhere in there, 2008, probably 2009 or 2008. Yeah. Fish and I decide we've made kind of a, a last minute decision to go to Fiji for the holidays. We were living in different places at the time. We were going to connect. We were going to fly over to Fiji. We're going to have, I don't know, were we there for like a week? We were there for like two weeks. We only had reservations for the first two nights. And we were there over Christmas and New Year's. Okay. So I feel like we were at the first place for just a little bit longer than that, but maybe we weren't. So we, we had reservations for the very beginning of the trip. But we were having a hard time actually finding reservations because it was sort of late in the game for Christmas Day. And Christmas Eve, maybe. Mm-hmm. And so I, so we got to Fiji with only the accommodation planned for the very beginning of the trip. And then I knew somebody uh, in Fiji who was a business the person. Minister and, of Tourism. Yeah. She knew the Minister of Tourism of Fiji. So I checked in because it was like, we're not going to find something. Okay, we've checked a lot of places. We're not going to find something. Let me phone a friend. So I checked in with this guy and he's like, okay, here's the deal. We have a really cool place for the last however many nights of your of your trip. It's brand new. We don't know a thing about it. And before that, for like the couple days around Christmas, should I even name the place? No. <laughs> okay, so um, I will not name the place out of 
respect uh, and not wanting to be sued. Right. So <laughs> I, so he's like, and okay. So then there's going to be, uh, the, there's like a couple days here around Christmas. It was either Christmas Eve and Christmas day or Christmas day and boxing day that we're having a hard time finding anything, but there's this one place on what we're going to call the party Island um, <laughs> that is, does have availability. So we're like, all right, fine. That's cool. Let's book both places. We're good. We're, we're solid. So we show up at this place and we check in and somebody escorts us to our bure, our hut. And our bungalow. Our bungalow, if you will. <laughs> they take us past all the developed areas. <laughs> okay. <laughs> They're like, oh, look at all the people playing. There's like courts over here for like games. And they're like this over here. And there's like all this. And look at all this beautiful stuff. And we keep walking past all of that stuff. <laughs> and then we get to this bungalow. That's a little, I'm going to call it ramshackle. Okay. And there's like birds just like walking in and out of the place. <laughs> and she lets us in and then runs away. Yes. But before she does, she says, okay, so this place only has one bed. So mm-hmm. if you want, you can come back tomorrow and see if we have a place with two beds. Mm-hmm. And we're like, all right. And then she runs, right? <laughs> runs away. And we walk in and there were lizards everywhere in the apartment. <laughs> everywhere. There were at least the like- snow apart- no, Or the, 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 the little tiny circular bungalow yeah. of- lizards yes. um it was just the lizards and us it was, the bed it was so many lizards. Was entirely covered in lizard poop it was covered in lizard poop i mean it was just there were spiders on the windows which i was less worried about than the lizards yes and so i'm like oh my god how am i gonna sleep in here yeah how am I gonna sleep? it was not it was not gonna be a thing yeah and then there was this like ceiling fan i was like well maybe if we turn the fan off at night they'll at least like fling off of it instead of dropping (laughs) straight down but that still wasn't enough so i thought okay i'm gonna sleep with like a shirt covering my face so that if anything drops on my face at least i have that layer of protection and then fish was like how am i just giving you a sleeping pill and it was like the one time ever that i've taken a sleeping pill in the morning I remember waking up and there was like lizards like chasing each other across the walls and I remember like I you know when you first wake up and it hasn't all hit you yet and you're like blissfully resetting for like five seconds and then it hits you (laughs) and so I hear the hellhole that she is in (laughs) I hear all these lizards and I'm like and I woke up and I shouted a giant expletive and sat up in the bed. <laughs> just like, I guess you're up. Yeah. <laughs> Since she had been passed out all night and I had watched just this amazing, like giant moth lizard battle Yeah. Um, that she that. totally missed, but yeah. it was like Mothra Godzilla. It was, just we, we called that one Raptor. It. Yeah. He was, I mean, let me tell you. Yeah. It was a night. It was a night to be remembered. Melissa doesn't remember it at all because she was passed out. Yeah. But yeah. So we wake up in the morning and we're like, all right, well, maybe we should go back <laughs> to the desk <laughs> and see if we can get other accommodation for the evening. Mm-hmm. I mean, she did tell us after all that due to the one bed situation, if we wanted to 
go back and get a new room, we might as well. So we go back to the front desk. We bring all of our stuff with us. And Fish is like, you've got this. You you talk yeah. to them. It's okay. Yeah. They they would know from how she presented herself that this was important. <laughs> I was us. exhausted looking and shaky. I was a little bit shaky yeah. coming off of this experience. So I go up to the woman at the front desk. I wait in line. However many people were being helped, I just I stand there and then I go. People up. were checking out. It was their mm-hmm. busy time. I think there were like two other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I finally get up to the front and the woman's like, how can I help you? And I am speaking in this like sort of shocked. (laughs) I can't, it's very monotone. I can barely get it out. And so I'm like, yesterday we checked in and you gave us a room with one bed and a lot of lizards. (laughs) Today we were wondering if we could switch to a room with two beds <laughs> and fewer lizards <laughs> i couldn't even get through it i said fewer lizards guys <laughs> i was oh in a room goodness. with two beds and fewer lizards <laughs> and she was like uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> so she did she gave us a room with two four four we had four like, beds four in the room. And it was what? Two lizards? No, there were three. There, there, there were three, three lizards. lizards, which I then jumped across all the beds with a broom. And because Melissa was not happy with the with only the three lizards. So <laughs> she opened the door and stood outside. And I ridiculously jumped across four beds with a broom or whatever it was I had and like hit the lizards like hockey on the ceiling until I got them out the door and then when we closed it there were no more lizards no more lizards but four beds that we combined we pushed them together bed. make a giant bed I mean, it must have been like 10 feet long i don't know it was, <laughs> it was a really impractical so situation <laughs> <laughs> oh i'll never forget it yeah. we were wondering if today we could switch to a room with two beds and fewer lizards yeah, yeah. <laughs> um it's, you get what you ask for folks um yeah. always gosh. ask it's always worth asking you never know and by the way, the story ends happily where the, the last place that we ended up having accommodation was awesome. Yeah, absolutely amazing. And super cheap because it was because it was brand new. Nobody knew what it was. Yeah. It was called the Amanuka Island yeah. Resort. I don't know if it still exists, but it was awesome. Beautiful. But it had it had like a whole movie theater. It was cool. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, some of our favorite memories were uh were made there and maybe we'll we'll sprinkle them in as as we go yeah but all of this is to say that um felicity wine i am the type the <laughs> yeah i am the type to kill the bug slash chase the lizard i will be that for you yeah and melissa is the type who wants someone to do that i would prefer it yeah so um when you live you know, alone you don't have that things. option you yeah. you have to deal with it if you want it dealt with and i accept mm-hmm. that i just don't like it yeah and especially I think when it's you're like just about to go to bed and you're like oh man unwanted visitor this time of night 
yeah, I just leave it. Um, but again, that's me. So yeah, I'm I'm feeling Ben when he's like, really? Yeah. We gotta get the, gotta get the bug. All right. Yeah. Well, I guess we're gonna. And get he the hasn't bug. actually seen it, so he doesn't really understand the scope and the scale. No, but he's he's heard it. Yeah. Yeah. So Percy's like, kill it. But then Ben loses attention because he's hearing the pipes. The pipes well, are going off. Yeah. And he's also like, it's way over there. Mm-hmm. There's that too. Yeah. Yeah. And now he's distracted by the pipes and he's like banging on the floor. Yeah, he's the like, floor. would you? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, would yeah. you stop it down there? And then I just love this next moment. Um, well, he's going to kick the ass of the neighbor whose pipes are yeah. banging. Downstairs neighbor are. is getting an ass kicking. Yeah. And um, and there's a knock at the door. Mm-hmm. He goes and he opens it. And there's a smoking girl. Yeah. Just standing there. And she just looks up at Ben and says something along the lines of, you know, my bathtub. When I get in my tub pipes go bang yeah and it just sort of reduces ben to a little puddle of of goo (laughs) yeah he's just kind of smiling at her oh okay yeah okay bye manager's trying to fix it okay cool awesome good yeah yeah felicity looks back at him and she says hmm nice ass kicking (laughs) (laughs) clearly stating that she now is the one who wants to kick someone's ass fortunately they don't get to ruminate on this argument for too long because the bug comes back out the scampering bug with the shoes with the toddler-esque bug yeah and now ben actually sees it he's like oh my god yeah all right he recognizes at this point that it is in fact something that needs to be dealt with and they don't have any raid there's no raid you know product placement they didn't have the budget so they're going to grab some cleaning supplies and just some sort of a spray cleaning supply and plus is like i don't know about that he's like no 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 no. this is part one of the plan yeah i'm going to disorient him with this and then he's going to get the shoe yeah you're going to disorient him okay he's going to spray it and then okay he's getting the shoe um yeah i mean this seems like a decent plan in my first apartment i had wasps mm-hmm. that would fly into my window um because there's a whole wasp nest outside and i had oh. raid and the thing is raid isn't for wasps so you you just kind of s- spray it at them as they're flying around the room enough to like get their wings wet and sometimes they fall sometimes they don't and you but they get a little slower so then you just have to kind of bat them down and crush them and then throw them back out the window. I'm telling you, this apartment was not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> Wasps are dangerous. Um, <clears throat> so Ben, he's going he's gonna to bend down so he can see this bug. He can hear him breathing. He can. But he can't see him very well. So he's wondering if Felicity can grab the lamp and bring the light a little bit closer, which she, she goes to do. But they have one of those really like, one of those sort of upright lamps with the big shade that how would you describe that lamp fish weird it was it was like a big art deco lamp it was just like it was weird yeah um it was all shade like floor to ceiling i don't know uh so 
very flammable. So Felicity goes to plug in said lamp in an outlet that sparks because all of them do. And the whole lamp catches fire instantly. Yeah. It's just a ball of flames. Yep. And um, then yeah, big fire. Yep. And so now Felicity has to deal with this. So she's going to look for a fire extinguisher under the sink, but oh, more bugs. And he's like, fire is more important <laughs> than bugs right now. Fire trumps bugs. <laughs> yeah. So she grabs the fire extinguisher, which is fresh oh, yeah. out. Uh, it's just not working anymore. All done. And so at that point, she ben goes just, to the door. Yeah. Well, and Ben has decided that he he's going to run outside. Um, first, he's he's trying to. I can't remember if it was him or her. I think he was trying to like hit it with a. Yeah, he is trying to. He, he he's she's looking shirt. for a fire extinguisher. He is using like a shirt to try to yeah. knock the flames out, which is not going to work because it's. And so I'm much assuming fire. this is like an electrical fire, so you can't throw water on it. That's why. I uh, guess the fire extinguisher. Yeah. So uh, Felicity goes to the door because she's probably going to run out to see if she can find a fire extinguisher. But Javier's there. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, we have fire." And he yeah. cries out fire. But then he instantly was like, oh, I really don't like that TV. Meanwhile, there's this fire. <laughs> just exploding. Yeah. So Ben's, Ben's going to deal with this. He mm-hmm. runs outside. He punches his way through the emergency glass, grabs the giant fire extinguisher, runs back in and goes, clear, clear, down, <laughs> down. <laughs> and he blasts it with the fire extinguisher and puts out the fire. Yes. That story ends happily. He did at least as well as the trained firefighter from uh, the Gimme and O episode. Let everyone know. Just a little fire. Bugs. Fire and bugs. Fire and bugs. That's that's his life now. Pretty much catches us up on the whole situation. Yeah. And bugs. Yep. All right. So that was ridiculous. Um, and we're going to get the aftermath of that in a minute. But first, we're going to go to a quick documentary style Elena and Tracy scene. This was this was kind of a sweet story. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to think if it reminds me of something else that they've experienced together. I don't know. Um, so basically, Elena and Tracy were, were competing to get placement in a class. Um, there was a chance that both or neither of them could have gotten it, but there's also, it was a limited enrollment class. So there was a chance that only one of them would get it. And yeah, so only 25 students get in. Mm-hmm. And so they decided to make a little bit of it, they gamified it and they decided, okay, we're going to go to dinner and we're going to order a whole bunch of food. And if both or neither of us get in, we'll split the cost of the dinner. And if one of us gets in, then that person will pay. So Tracy is, so they're sort of both telling this story. And we find out that the way they were going to find out about the enrollment was they were going to be given an envelope with a number. And if you were one through 25, I guess, you mm-hmm. get in. in the class. <clears throat> so they both get their envelopes. They were going to open them up at dinner, but Tracy decides to check it out beforehand and he gets real sleuth-like and he finds a way to open the envelope and then reseal it and he finds out he got in and Elena didn't so he switches their numbers Mm -hmm. 
But when they go to dinner, Elena had switched the numbers back. I actually thought it was so sweet. It was really sweet. Uh, because then Elena says um, that Tracy like really wanted to to get into the class and he got all teary eyed. And then we see Tracy and it's like clearly not about the class. He's like, my girl switched the numbers back. Yeah. And then you could see how emotional and like proud he was over it and just like touched, I guess is the word that I want. He was touched yeah. by it. I, I thought that it was a real signal of <sighs> Elena's changing. Freshman year, Elena sophomore year Elena mm-hmm. would never like she would have been so cutthroat and competitive and needed to get that class and for us to get this bit from her where she's like he just he really wanted that class is an Elena that I don't feel like I've seen before mm-hmm. and I guess it happened and, over the summer and he's seeing I, I feel like he's seeing her growth mm-hmm. and he knows that it's because they're together Mm-hmm. And it just seems to really mean a lot to him, which is yeah. going to kill me whenever, whenever the issues start coming up. Cause I just know they're going to come up with that look on his face from that earlier shot. I know something's coming mm-hmm. and I'm really not looking forward to anything coming. I like okay. them together. I want them to stay together. They're great together. They're awesome so together. great together. And this is really sweet. And they're, I think they're both, they're both changing. Right. Because I think, Tracy's also not being that like cocky version of himself that he kind of needed to be to get her attention. We haven't seen that version of him and any of the, any of these mini scenes we're getting from them in this episode. Yeah. They don't need to play those games anymore. I feel like they're sort of settling into prioritizing each other. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know. It's kind of interesting to see this between them. Yeah. He's yeah. I think they're, they're just, they're cute. Yeah. So we're going to go back to some non-documentary stuff. Um, Felicity is regaling Julie and Megan with the aftermath of what happened in the apartment. She's like, well, Ben got a whole bunch of stitches, broke the glass, mm-hmm. had to get the fire extinguisher. It means like that's was nothing. It like three? It was like yeah. three or four stitches. Yeah. And then Megan's like, oh, that's nothing. I got more in my ass cheek. Oh. She's like, I have 15 stitches in my right ass cheek. <laughs> And Julie just turns to her and goes, what? How did that happen? And Megan's like, none of your business. Yeah, well, it's not. Okay. My ass cheek. Yeah, but Felicity's like, let's just get back to the topic here. It's hard in that apartment. There's a beautiful woman and we're, there's bugs and there's rats and we're cranky. It's hard. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and she's right. You know, this is what living with someone is like at first, especially if you have a crap apartment. So like, mm-hmm. and even if you have a really nice apartment, it, it's always hard. And I liked how you talked about before, you know, the girls are just hanging out in their, their apartment and having fun and, and it's just not so much work. Right. Yeah. And even when know. they're doing work, because we saw that scene where they were painting together, but they were like having fun and they were telling yeah. stories and they were laughing with each other. And, it does not feel. <laughs> I should rephrase. It's not so much emotional work. Yeah, yeah. It is. It is a lot to be moving in with someone, and it's you know, you either work through it or you don't. 
Yeah. And Megan makes a point, you know, domestication is the enemy of romance. And Julie's just agreeing. They're kind of battling it out over that that point. But Felicity comes away with it and says, you know what? I'm not giving up on this. She's determined. She's going to try again. Yeah. I mean, at first she's like, "Mm, maybe I'll come back here. And this is where Megan's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, now I live here. Mm hmm. And she, she really, Felicity had gotten up and like walked away and she looked at, at Julie and she's like, I'm not going anywhere. To which I enjoy Julie looking back at her and saying, don't bully me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. was she really bullying you? She was just like, I would like to stay in the place where I'm now situated. Yeah. But you know, well, all right. we're going to get another version of this scene playing out between Ben and Sean where Ben is just taking a beat. He's taking a moment to lie on the couch in the loft. He's like, do you mind the if I hang out here? Beautiful loft he used to live in. Yeah, because there's just, it just sucks at the apartment. Can I just be here for a minute? Yeah. And so Sean, much crap to deal with. Yeah. Sean makes a whole point about how, you know, like apartments are really just hassles. Yeah. And who would want to sign up for that if they have the choice? And Ben's like, you know, it, even the TV, it's just become a fort for the animals and insects. Mm-hmm. You know, even the thing that was good about the apartment is just not anymore. And um, he has this whole reflection on just how everything is a discussion. Like, where do you put the forks? Yeah, because you're Nothing's living easy. with another person. You don't yeah. get to make the decision and it's like you gotta tiptoe around each other it is fork placement really important for this person you don't know yeah it's yeah. hard to say you're, you're about to find out yeah. but this conversation ends up really in the same place that the one with felicity just did where sean's like you know what one step at a time okay what's your one step and ben's like well i could fix the sink yeah one thing i thought was again pointed is you know, Sean is kind of saying, you know, this is such, such a big deal. Just get your, get another place. And Ben doesn't say anything like, like he did at the beginning where, you know, oh, Felicity loves it so much. And I, you know, I just can't do it. No, what he says is the place is dirt cheap and I can't afford another place. Like, Mm -hmm. so at this point, he's really not thinking about felicity anymore mm-hmm. um and so i do like that sean steps in and at this point is like look all right get an idea prototype test like it takes some time take mm-hmm. it one step at a time you can do this and ben's like all right after my nap mm-hmm. okay so <clears throat> that's 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 what ben's about to do now we're gonna have two quick documentary style scenes one that's so short but belies so much um julie they just dropped two bombs on us like one after the other they did actually you're right both of these are like really kind of heavy julie uh obviously when we left off at the end of season two julie had been approached by carol julie's Mm -hmm. dad was really sick he needed a kidney and they asked her to test to see if she was a match so Julie's bookending this and she tells the camera, well, I wasn't a match. 
for the kidney transplant. My dad died. I got a chance to get to know him a little bit. He was a good guy. Yeah, there's no way this is the end of this. Like, I don't know what is going on, but they made like, it would be so random for them to like have Carol come back for that one scene Mm -hmm. and then have this two second scene with Julie Mm -hmm. and then have this like weird two second scene with her like crying at the end where she's like, I don't want to talk about it. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I mean, yeah, he died, but she didn't really know him. And it seems like she's really down. So I'm like, I don't know what's going on, but like, it's gotta be more than this. Okay. I'm, I know that we are not a spoiler free podcast, but I'm going to leave. I'm not going to answer this. Um, because I feel like I want to, I want to get your reaction for this. Um, and I, I think it would diminish that if I was just like, here's what's going to happen next. Uh, mm-hmm. listeners, you know, you know, okay. But give it, give it a minute for fish. Um, so your sense of this from what you've seen from Julie in this episode is that this is not the end of the story. Yeah. Because otherwise why bother with it? Like you got, four seconds of play out of this story it would Mm -hmm. make no sense okay well that is accurate it's not the very last thing that you're gonna hear about this so um but we'll see we'll see where it goes yeah and then we get the second big bomb Mm. felicity's gonna cook no just kidding (laughs) Um, she's gonna make rosemary chicken she's actually gonna eat something no um she's not gonna like we're not gonna see her eat rosemary chicken (laughs) yeah but her parents it does sound good her parents are in fact getting a divorce yeah look they tried they tried and tried and tried and we're gonna hope that edward porter does not move back to new york um because that was creepy yeah and but it's happening it's happening yeah and sean had made a point to ask about this and she answered so uh, you know, we're getting that information and, and all of these like big developments with their parents have now been happening off screen where like Edward Porter just sort of disappeared from our screens. And then we find out it's cause they, they're trying again and now they're not. Yeah. That's it. That's the end. And I also feel here, like they got plenty of mileage out of the whole, her parents thing. Mm-hmm. It still feels like a little bit of a quick ending but at least they got a lot of mileage out of that so like if this was it's probably not the last we're we'll hear of her parents but like they did at least compared to julie's plot line about her dad they got they got plenty of mileage out of this uh story here yeah they definitely have uh really also unpacked it from Felicity's point of view a bit. Um, but you're right. They're not, this isn't, we'll hear from Felicity's parents again. Um, we'll, we'll see them both again. They're not going away forever. Um, they've just been having them have these developments off screen and then we'll deal with that when we see them again. So yeah, yeah, but that's big, big stuff. Big stuff. Now, Ben, Ben here, Ben and Sean um, are both about to potentially get themselves into a bit of a pickle. (laughs) 
Ben is indeed fixing the sink, which is trying. good. He's trying. Mm-hmm. He's trying. He's failing. But, but yeah. He's so here's the problem. A knock on the door. Brid- it's Bridget Pasterchak, the neighbor, the dancer neighbor with the faulty pipes and the, the, the tub, right? Yep. The downstairs neighbor. She'd like to use their bathtub. Now, yeah. here's the thing. I did not realize where the bathtub was located. Mm-hmm. Where is we'll the come back to that. Okay. Well, because I don't think we see that till later. But yeah. all at this moment, even in a normal <laughs> bathtub world, okay. I am screaming, say no. That's what you said. I heard you say it. I was watching it with you. You were like, no, say no, Ben. Yeah. So what does he Look, do? You're alone in your apartment. Girl comes to door. Do not allow her in. Mm-hmm. She wants to get naked in your apartment. Don't do it. Yeah. Unfortunately, and, and Ben does say no. He says no. And she just walks right past him into the apartment. Mm-hmm. Says, well, let me just check if it turns on. Just see if it works. See if it wo- yeah, see if it works. Mm-hmm. And at that point, Ben is just staring off into space going, mm. uh, okay. Yeah. Like he's. He wasn't a man excited about this woman entering the apartment, but he yeah. did say, okay. I'm, I mean, he didn't really say it to her. He sort of said it into the ether <laughs> as he was staring out into what he knew would be a very ugly future. Yeah, he knows this is a problem, right? So he's going to make yeah. a call. But who is he going to call? Well, we're going to go it's back documentary funny. style here for a second. I, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if this is really documentary style, yeah. but it's certainly videotaped. It's videotaped. So Megan and Sean are getting it on. They're about to get it on. They're in the foreplay stage. And Megan notices that there's a camera filming them. She's like, is that a red light? Is that... Is the camera on, Sean? <laughs> and Sean here says no. Mm-mm. He says it's not on. Not he on. Completely looks Megan in the eye and lies about the fact that he is going to film them having sex. She is like, you idiot! You put the camera on the side. It's a better angle, you mm-hmm. know. And this is why the two of them work because. Yeah. Sean is an idiot mm-hmm. who, not because of his placement of the camera, but because you you do not, and let me just say this, I have to say this, do not film yourself or other people having sex without their consent. Mm-hmm. This seems pretty boilerplate, like normal human being kind of thing. But for Megan, she's just kind of cool with it. She's Mm -hmm. like, you didn't need to lie to me. Uh, You put it over here. And Sean in this moment has has the audacity to say, how dare you critique my creepy, (laughs) you know, filming of us. Yeah. uh, I mean... I guess he found the right person, right? Yeah, uh, I guess so. Then all of this is going to be interrupted by the phone, okay? Yeah, and Ben's ben, got a problem too. Ben's freaking out. Yeah. 
about the neighbor. Yeah. And Megan can hear this conversation too. And she's like, I heard about that neighbor, Ben, get Mm -hmm. her out. And he's like, well, I couldn't stop her. Sean's like that. That is not going to work. That's not an excuse you can use and have that be accepted wholesale. All right. That's the thing. So the neighbor is currently in the bathtub, mm -hmm. which is now as, and all I could say was door because you see Ben facing away from the bathtub. Mm -hmm. The bathtub is right there. She's shaving her legs in the bubbles. Yeah. And and I'm like, shut the door, man. Like, what is going on? That's the um, thing. You know why? Why? Because it's a living room bathtub. It's a living room bathtub. <laughs> this is certainly not okay. Ben, man. <laughs> Unfortunately, this is the kind of thing that happens in some small New York apartments. I remember a certain apartment from a family member where they had to put the refrigerator in the living room. And it was like, it's our living room fridge. This Look, just happens. And that was the same it, apartment where they were located directly across from the Queens Midtown Tunnel toll booth. And all day, every day, all you hear was ding, <laughs> ding, <laughs> ding, after people would pay their toll and the would thing kill. would go up. It was like, this, this is this apartment. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I mean, I, you, you don't allow this to happen. She's naked in the middle of your apartment and you're it doesn't matter how many strategically placed soap suds there are okay (laughs) no no, doesn't matter um things are going to hit the fan real quick here because felicity is going to come home yeah and And she's gonna say your favorite favorite line and you laughed so hard when you heard it so she puts the biggest grin and barrett fake smile on that she's ever had she's like can i talk to you for a second it's this very tight. Can I talk to you for a second? <laughs> and Ben's face. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just looks down at the ground. <laughs> yeah. His eyes cannot be removed from the tips of his shoes for his life. Mm-hmm. He's just like, this is going to be bad. I don't. And, and I just, a, a little <laughs> bit of me feels for Ben here because. I he wanted I don't know this. what's going through his head, <laughs> but like at no point was he about to cheat on Felicity with this girl. He is trying no. not <laughs> to look at her. He is doing, he said no. He like, it, it kind of did feel like, yes, I guess he should have forcibly removed her from the apartment <laughs> or like maybe sat in the tub and like refused to let her touch the, the handles. Like he, Maybe he could have done that, but like, there were not many good options available. There were a ton of good options, and this definitely wasn't one of them, the one that he opted for. So Felicity brings him into the next room over, and she's like, the first thing Felicity said, I love this line. Yeah. "Um, What's she doing in our living room bathtub? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they've lived there like one day, and they already are like... We have a living room bathtub. Like they've had a discussion about this. It's been deemed the living room bathtub. And That's it. Wow. Um, yeah. Uh, this devolves yeah. so quickly. Um, 
it's just, it's just one of those fights. It's like mm-hmm. one of those fights where you just start bringing up all this other stuff and like all the stuff you didn't say before, but was an issue before. And he was like, yeah. well, like, it, it, you know, she won't be long. I just, I, I didn't want her here, but she just, she just came in. She's like, yeah. where so are we? Like, I'm just going to make gonna, dinner. Yeah. I was going to cook you a romantic to- dinner. <laughs> Um, just passive aggressive as possible. She's like, I was going to make it out there, but like, would you rather have it in here with her? And I love the, 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 a special, the, the special dig of like, and maybe you want to watch TV. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's been sticking in her craw all this time. Yeah. Oh and my then God. Ben is just, he doesn't even know what to say. So he just blurts out, I don't even want to be here. Like oh. never would, like oh. did not want to live here. I, I look, I, and then Felicity of course is like, I asked you, he's like, you didn't ask me. I couldn't say no, you'd already taken it. He says, like, there's no saying no to moving in with you. Yeah. Ouch. And she's just, and you can tell, but the thing is, like, he did want to move in at first, like, before he saw the place, before he realized how much work this was going to be. Yeah. Like, physical and emotional. And and even when he says that, he's, he's like, look, I, I am trying. Like, I was trying to fix the pipes. I got a coffee machine. He's like, I'm trying to make this work. And all the while, I mean, I don't know what how you were feeling, but I'm like, there's a naked woman in the other room. Are well, we and as this is happening, this? there's a phone ringing in the yes. other room. And they're interrupted by Bridget Pastorchak. Yep. Entering the room they're in. Yep. Covered in soap suds, which I don't even know how they got she, this. Like what is covered enough that nothing needs to be censored. I, I wonder how they, like, what substance they used, like how they did that exactly. Um, Cause it looked like soap suds, but no way. Um, anyway. I, I think you could do that with like the right bubble bath. You could do okay. that. All right. I mean, and not have the air extreme. pop the bubbles as you're walking. Well, they could have like put it on and then, then she just kind of side steps to the door like we I don't watch her so. walk all the way there <laughs> but presumably she had to cross the entire room to get from the living room bathtub to like what was it the kitchen I don't know I don't know where they were I think um, they were just in like maybe the bedroom or like another room or something. or something I mean They're they were clearly behind room. there was like a door yeah so she's just like yeah um I answered your phone <laughs> they found while in your tub. yeah they found no oh my god it's so weird it's so weird it's it it is oh surreal yeah it's one of those moments you have in life that i fully believe could have happened to someone like in the writer's room Mm -hmm. that it it is you feel like you're having an out-of-body experience but it's real this is happening. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> oh my gosh. Well, but we're going to cut from Noel. this so, to yeah. more serious things now because they found That's Noel. Richard. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to go to the documentary style and Richard is front and center. Okay. Richard has been doing some sleuth work behind the scenes. And He's he been going around town with pictures. Yes. And Natalie and Noel. music behind mm-hmm. him. 
the like private eye detective music mm-hmm. yeah. behind what I'm who I'm now going to deem private dick dick oh my god how did that not happen before okay great <laughs> so Richard has been going around town with headshots or yes. some sort of picture of Natalie and Noel or just Noel I think Nat- Natalie and Noel I think he had two two pictures yeah, yeah. and he found somebody at the Skippy Club mm-hmm. who knew Natalie and a guy named Leon well and Noel and they he said you know Noel, it turns out, has been hanging out with this guy named Leon, who's a real, real big partier, mm-hmm. real party guy. So all Leon. the friends are going to go for a walk. They're going to start all. looking for Noel. All of them. They're walking all in a of big them. This group. is where I started writing down people's names. I was like, nope, all. It's everybody. And Felicity is complaining about Ben and Bridget Pastorchek and the whole situation and how pissed she is. And then... They're yeah. all obviously on a mission to get to Noel. Yes. And now we're going to go non-documentary style. We're going to get to the door behind which we think Leon. Yep. Leon, <laughs> who can lead us to Noel. Yep. And Richard knocks on the door. And who answers it, Fish? Noel. Uh-huh. Sort of. Uh-huh. Noel slash Leon. Mm-hmm. Um, Noel, with streaked, hair streaked. Yeah. With blonde, blonde streaks in his hair, facial hair, long open shirt, Mm -hmm. uh, apartment just a mess, and and just being kind of laid back about all of it. He's yeah, like, yeah, and and it's all like who's hey. Leon? And Noel's like, it's just Noel back. It's just a joke with a circle of people. It's it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, whoa. <laughs> and it's not even a problem. And then we have more product placement. He's just he's chilling out in that outfit and that hair, and just drinking a Red Bull. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I'm and, I'm cool. I'm Leon. I drink Red Bull. I'm sorry, and, it's a mess, but we're packing yeah. to go away for the weekend. You know, all that. Yeah, we. Okay. Plus he's like, wait, look, we're worried. Okay. We're worried about you. Noel's like, why? I can't even imagine. Yeah. Elena Elena is pissed. Elena's pissed. She's pissed. She needs to be held back. Ben. By two people. She needs to be held back. Yeah. It's like, where have you been? I had to pack the whole apart. You were gone. You left me. He's like, I went to Cuba. Yeah. They went through Canada. Mm -hmm. It's the way a lot of people used to go to Cuba. It's true. Um, so you don't check. They they don't um, stamp your passport, so you don't have to, you know, get a new one because it was illegal. Yeah. Um, they spent a month. They spent a month in Cuba. I mean, who knows what they did for the other two months? Um, and if you're wondering about who the we is, Natalie comes out. Yes, she comes yeah. out, and everyone's like, ah, huh. I see. Cuba, Doritos girl, going away for the weekend, huh? What about school? Yeah, Noel's not going back to school, guys. No. He's going to let the good times roll. Yeah, this does not... This does, this does not go over well with many people. When We're going to get all of their opinions on it. 
We are. We're, the first one we're going to get is Felicity. Is Felicity is trying to be, uh, I guess, understanding of sort of like she's like, yeah. look, I, I, I get Mm-mm. that he's Felicity. trying to be impulsive and fun. Yeah, Felicity is being herself. She can't not focus on what she is doing. That's correct. She's like, oh, Noel, right. Um, he's just doing what I'm doing. Like, that's what I was doing with the apartment. Yeah. 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 She's doing what she does. She made it about herself. Yeah. And (sighs) then Elena is all like, there is a threat here. She's like, Natalie has trouble. With a capital T. That's it. And then Richard is just beside himself. He's going back for his friend. I mean, this is like numb. You can't leave a guy behind. I'm going back for my buddy. I mean, yeah, that's, that's the way he rolls. My favorite answer I think was Tracy's. Mm -hmm. He just looks at the camera and says, what's a Leon? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's a little weird. Right. Um, And then, uh, we're going to go back to the non-documentary style here for a moment. And Felicity is talking to Julie and she's just sort of given up. She's like, you know what? We're going to have to, we're just going to have to give up the apartment. That's, I think that's the plan. That's the play here. She talking to, I have her talking to Javier. Oh, Javier. You're right. I put Jay. Yeah. Could yes, very I well thought, be thought what might have happened because yeah. I don't I don't know that Julie would have given exactly this advice because Javier says, look, don't give up so fast. Like you're always gonna have to fix things. Yeah. And she's like, No, 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 you don't <laughs> you don't understand. After one night, there's just too much pressure. You know, mm-hmm. there, it's just too much. And he's like, Look, I'm not gonna argue with you there. It's always hard. And you just see this moment of like the two of them have become such good friends. Yeah. And I really love this. Yeah. So I think they like give each other a big hug or something. And it's just, I don't know. I, yeah. I thought it was in that really nice scene. Yeah. There's a support system there for sure. Um, and remember, but the, he's the one who's been giving Ben all the advice about like, don't give up on Felicity and you have to show her. And like, so like he's really He's the one who took Ben to the club, the T-Bone club. Mm-hmm. Um, Javier's done a lot of heavy lifting for this couple here. Yeah, he is He is team Benicity all the way. That he or is. as we like to call them. Some of us call it Fen. Fen. Yeah. <laughs> um, in an, a very different level of support from that Uh we've got basically the opposite thing happening here. So Elena sees Julie crying in the, in their apartment. It's uh Julie's just sitting there alone. She's crying. Elena's concerned. She's like, are you okay? What's happening? What's going on? But Julie just wants to be alone. Yeah. And this is where I'm like, like, this can't be the end of it. Like there's something else going on because otherwise they wouldn't have done this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'm also, I had just have to be critical of like Julie is wearing like more and more sporty gear. And yet, as far as I can tell, she plays no sports. Okay. So I don't understand what's going on with that, but she's got like the weird track and field pants on or, you know, the ones 
like warm-ups just warm-up pants on it bothered me but yeah yeah so something something's happening okay well we're gonna get one more quick documentary style scene where Ben it's Ben at the camp in front of the camera and he's sort of replaying the recent fight he's like ah I shouldn't have walked out but this it's- is like his mo right mm-hmm. he runs away um he just you know he walked out he was frustrated with the apartment yeah and he like he thinks the apartment's a hellhole but you know felicity felicity sees all this stuff and she sees a romantic place and you know he's yeah she she looks at all of like the dirt and the grime and the problems and just all of this and sees sees something beautiful in it yeah and I love this line from Sean. It's one of those Me things too. where it's like, who is Sean? Is he the right. oaf or is he like, what is this Dalai guy? Lama. <laughs> and Sean says to him, I've got news for you, man. Felicity looks at you with those same eyes. Yeah. So that, true. I think, I think that deserves an award. Oh. We're going to give this uh, first award of the season. Um, I'm going to go with like... I don't know if it's maybe Sean's wisest, but it's definitely his like most effective statement because Ben takes off like he's just been shot out of a cannon. Yeah, spurs Ben into immediate action. But it's also so true. It's like, yeah, she's a romantic and that's how she thinks of you. You know, like it's don't try to kill that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, like, kinda, uh, you see all all the vermin that you're complaining about. Yeah, you got some of that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. Not perfect. So we're gonna see what that made Ben want to do, right? So we're gonna go non-documentary again, and we're gonna see Ben apologize to Felicity, and it's really, you know, he's being really genuine about it, where he's. You know, there are things he shouldn't have done here along the way, but he wants to make it work. And he has covered their very flammable apartment, remember, <laughs> with can't with romantic candles. And, you know, he set up this whole sort of thing for her as part of his apology. He just wants to show her that it is a romantic place and that they can make it work. Yeah. But- so I appreciated that. That was nice. And it's, I'm glad you got a chance to say that before Felicity gives him the next news, which is I already get <laughs> up the place. It's fine. Just relax. Yeah. Slow your roll. It's okay. Just yeah. at ease. Okay. And if we think about it, it's a very like what Elena and Tracy had just done. It's like people learning to care about the other person and put them first. Yeah. Um, but also I think at least in this world, it's also Felicity starting to realize hey reality um because she's she's right she says our first two years were so hard Mm -hmm. and i want this year to be fun and i don't think she's saying i want to take a step back or we shouldn't be serious like when ben said he wanted to have fun Mm -hmm. but it's that it's what you were talking about it's the conversation with the girls painting the apartment versus them starting to live together it Mm -hmm. don't rush it let's not get this heavy 
Yeah, yeah it can be serious not... without being heavy. Yeah. So Ben is <laughs> Ben is on board with this. Yeah. He, he is ecstatic. Mm-hmm. And he just sort of looks at her and says, but wait, we have the apartment for tonight. That's true. And so they're going to christen the apartment. They're doing the romantic night in the living room bathtub. Look, uh, don't say it like that. This <laughs> was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. They're playing dancing in the moonlight, yeah. which is just so romantic. Yeah. And I get that it's a living room bathtub, but <laughs> it is, they're alone. Yeah, <laughs> it's surrounded by candles. Mm-hmm. You know, it is just, uh, you know, and they they say to each other, "Hey, we do want to move in eventually." Yeah, just in the future not when sometime. it's so terrible, not not in a hellhole, yeah. not when we have a woman downstairs who has recently been shaving her legs where we're about to have sex. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, there's all that, right? Well, so we leave them on this scene. Well, I have one more question. So Ben makes a comment about things that they may have in this new hypothetical apartment. Mm -hmm. One of the things he says is a bicycle cord on the roof. Basketball court. Court? Basketball court. Basketball court. Yeah. Okay. That is so much better than bicycle cord. That really triggered you and you thought you heard. It really did. Like, where's that blue bike helmet, Felicity? We I need know. it right about now. Like, We're putting who up a velodrome. <laughs> who is it for? All right. So we have basketball. Okay. I'm loving basketball. Okay. Don't we both helped each it. other out with words yeah. um, this episode. It's yeah, we a... sure did. It was good stuff. Thank yeah. you. I'm glad that we cleared that up because that was going to be a red alarm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Five alarm, red alarm, red alert, whatever. Uh, Okay. So we leave them on that scene and we're going to, the last thing we're going to see is a very different couple's situation. We we see two scenes. Okay. The first is documentary style with Sean just shooting Javier Mm -hmm. and Javier saying, I don't know what it's going to be, but. You know, with Natalie, something big is going to happen to Noel. Yeah. And it won't be good. So true. And what is that thing, Fish? And then Natalie, Noel is carrying Natalie into their, what seems to be their apartment. Over the threshold, if you will. Over the threshold. And I just go, oh my God, they're married. Yeah. And he sits her down on the couch and says something along the lines of something, Mrs. Crane. And I was she says, like, "Don't drop me." And he says, "I would never drop you, never, Mrs. Crane." Oh, I don't think that's true. I think he's going to drop her, or she's going to drop him. Okay. I don't see What's this working out for the long term. So you've had a couple people spoil you along the way about the existence of something named Leon. And here we are. Fish. Yes. It's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. You know, I'm not a big fan of the facial hair, but honestly, we don't get much of him in this. And the hair is a lot more of him in the next one. 
Yeah, I feel like I'll have more to say then because okay. the hair was was a shock. Uh, mm -hmm. The rest of it, meh. And you know, the Doritos girl is gorgeous. So, you know, I mean, honestly, him getting to marry her is not a step down for him. <laughs> so, okay. uh, you know, um, but I don't think this is gonna, I, I don't think this is gonna end well. <laughs> I can't say that I think this is gonna end well. Okay. I mean, he's already had a kid slash not had a kid and now he's married. It's like, no, hun, yeah. did you not understand the meaning of fun? Like uh, lighthearted yeah. fun? Okay. Yeah. No. Well, okay. Hey, we've we've been unpacking this episode. I think now it's it's time to talk about what the worst thing is from this episode. Are you ready, Fish? I'm ready, and I'm not gonna lie. This one's kind of long. Okay, we have well, a lot to say. All right. Well, let's head into it, folks. For the you're the worst segment. Oh. You've been practicing, haven't you? I have been, yeah. Yeah, that was amazing. Golf clap, yeah. golf clap. All right. I I feel like, again, once I say it, it's not going to be a big surprise. Okay. Um, Bridget Pasternak, Check. you're the worst. You come upstairs and you talk about yourself in the bathtub with your banging body and your beautiful hair and reduce Ben to a non-ass kicking puddle of goo. You get Ben in trouble with Felicity. You even remind Javier of Natalie. You're no good, Bridget. You're no good, you're no good, you're no good. Then the unmitigated gall, unmitigated, you show up at Felicity and Ben's apartment when Felicity is out, announce you're a dancer while rubbing your neck and ask to use their living room bathtub. How dare you? And when Ben says no, you just push past him and ask to see if it works. And if that wasn't bad enough, you hop in and have a bubble bath and shave your legs. Where did the bubble bath come from, Bridget? Whose razor are you using? I didn't see a bathroom caddy with you at the door. You know what else I didn't see? A towel. Maybe that's why when there's a call on their phone, you answer it and you have to traipse across their floor covered in nothing but bubbles. Likely Felicity's bubbles. I'm sure when Felicity and Ben left to find Noel, you just kicked back, eating their chicken, watching their TV, probably took a nap in their bed. Holy violation of privacy, Bridget. You are the worst. Wow. Yeah. Question for you, Fish. Yeah. Was the gall mitigated? It was not. It was unmitigated. There, was, okay. there were no mitigating factors. Wow, for the okay. goal. All right. Well, Bridget Pastorchak, you're the worst. That's right, you are. Okay. You know who's not the worst, though, Fish? 
our listeners. They're the best, actually, I would say. Absolutely. We're heading into the, after you listen to this tape, you have to erase it segment. Yay. And I'm going to put a whole bunch of stuff in here. Um, stuff it's been a minute. From the last season, the end of the last season. Um, you know, it's, we've been gathering feedback for weeks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And yeah. there isn't a lot to say yet for all of us about season three, because we're just getting there. So I thought this would be a good time to sort of regroup on some of the things you've all been saying to us uh, as we've been dropping the recent podcast episodes. So um, the first one, a, a lot of them are kind of themed around certain things, but I do want to start with this one that's sort of an outlier, which um, at Vanessa Manet, she weighed in, you know, how we always, I, I talk about Felicity's biggest achievement. Vanessa had one also. She writes, I think Felicity's biggest achievement is just trying to survive going through her feelings of being lied to by her parents. That after all those years is being the perfect little daughter and doing everything they asked of her. Think about all that pressure put on her to become a doctor and knowing she was the only thing holding her parents together. Well, she, did she know that until Dr. Pavone pointed it out? But then I think she was Pavone did the role. Yeah. 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 And then she did, she did. I mean, look, holding it together, surviving the day is, is I think all of our greatest achievements every day um so honestly yeah i think you're you are absolutely right yeah um okay so that that one was sort of on its own um so let's go through some of the ones that are kind of grouped together uh i had a couple comments about you know how you know felicity and ben getting back together sort of generically um at catacorn underscore 75 says, I was so happy when he brought her that time machine. Okay. Um, but at Colleen.tenbus says, better than free pizza Fridays, the best. They have so much chemistry and it's so clear all throughout the, this point and later that they've been dating off screen as well. I absolutely agree with that. I think it becomes very clear towards the end of last season. It, you know, the way that they interact with each other, especially when they're not talking where it's like the camera's pulled back and they're just laughing in bed or like he's putting his arm on her. She just like fits right into like the nook in his body. Like it's pretty, pretty clear. They know each other. You can see they were very comfortable with each other. Um, And then at Queen Shalana 75 says, I remember fondly, this is when I t- I tuned back in because I was such and still am a huge Ben and Felicity fan. So they kind of lost Queen Shalana 75 for a minute there. Yeah. With some of the antics from season two, but Queen Shalana 75 is back. I feel like just looking through the number of listeners that we have, that that's true of a lot of people. I think so too. Um, I mean... I feel like there are more people who are communicating with us that are Ben fans than Noel fans. So I'm not really sure how that camp feels about all this, but, but also she wasn't with Noel in the, for much of, for any yeah. of season two. Yeah. Um, 
and so he true. was stealing the whole Ruby thing. So yeah, so true. Uh, let's look at a couple comments about, or let's see, one comment, two comments on the ending of the Aretha theory, the rooftop scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I at, at Vanessa Manet again says, I love this scene so much as it brings me back to the season one finale vibes of when he turns back around after being on the road to get her to come. That was such a surprise to her then as it was for him to remember all the way back to the fall about not coming back. The rooftop is my favorite place for them. Hmm. It's interesting. interesting. Yeah. I do think, yeah, I do think there's something about that of like the, no, it's a, it's a big gesture. Yeah. And look, if you're into that, cool. I'm, I'm not big. I'm not really big into the big gesture thing, but Mm -hmm. you know, for me, it's the the sort of smaller, more practical romantic (laughs) moments or like this episode with, the living room bathtub i just thought like that kind of just swept me off my feet so yeah i've got another one on that aretha theory ending in general um and this this resonates for me so at todd underscore mulcahy yay i'm sorry mm-hmm. i just remembered todd mulcahy again I love, <laughs> I love that episode i'm sorry i do you do um it's the perfect ending to the episode there's a lot of chaos in this episode and after felicity leaves ben the phone message and he hears it you think they're just going to keep going in circles but then we get this moment and it's sweet and calm and just the two of them and they're finally happy for a little while at least the word that resonates for me there is calm yeah because i was feeling that way too like as season two is building, you just feel like there's this urgency coming from Ben and he's making big mistakes because of it. And Felicity's in total denial. And she is having to work so hard to be in complete denial over this. And then that moment right before, I think I even said it when we were talking about it, that moment on the roof, right before they kiss, they look at each other and I felt this complete stillness for the first time maybe ever between them and yeah it's interesting that our friend at todd underscore okay he picks up on that yeah i mean i like that it's i don't know it's a silent film and they're on the roof and i guess I felt that same thing, but I felt it when they were just sort of, again, she like fit with him and they like sort of arrange themselves to like be together and lean in towards each other and just sort of be. Yeah. Yeah. I've got two more on the time machine. One's a quick one. Um, Now, I don't know if this is from at Felicity Loves Pain. Or I think from it's at Felicity Love Spain. <laughs> I think, okay, so when I first saw that, I read it the first way. Felicity okay. Loves Pain. And I think my response was, wow, like, that's a strong statement to make. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then when I saw it a few more times, I was like, Felicity Love 
Spain. I think that's probably what it I is. I think that's, one. yes, I believe that's this, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I take it back. I apologize. Uh, I did not mean to bring some weird S&M thing to your handle. Um, <laughs> clearly, Melissa also did it and apologizes. I mean, hey, uh, sorry. you can tell us where, where we need to, hey, where are you from? You know, like, yeah. let, let us know. Um, also, we're not going to kink shame here. So, like, if that is your thing, then I'm, I'm going to reiterate bold claim. Um, but also, we'd love to hear your, your thoughts on that. Sure. Um, so this was a, a simple comment here on the time machine scene uh, at Felicity Loves Pain or at Felicity Loves Pain <laughs> says one of the most amazing scenes in the TV. Hmm. But we get somebody who wants to see your side of this here, Fish, from at Insta.Mickey. Ben oh. heart <laughs> crying tears of, of laughter. Fen. I almost had a problem with fish, not giving too much credit to our beloved Ben's time machine, but I got the idea. I agree that his journey was the most important thing. And that's even why I loved the whole second half of the season. My favorite Ben speech was the last episode anyway, but getting the movie i mean what a romantic gesture so you're turning some people around fish yeah i mean i love that the speech that instant mickey's talking about too um i think that's my favorite so um yeah it's look we can love multiple things about this show we sure can yep um, I'll talk about a couple other things now. So, uh, first of all, I just wanted to point out fish gold star to you. Okay. Gold Me? star to you because Ooh. the number of people who wrote into us to say how much they loved your line about the entire cafe and all of its sluts, <laughs> people love you from the final answer. Okay. But that, I, you set that up. That was like teed up. That was, I your... teed it up, but you had the solid gold <laughs> nugget of a line. He just lost an entire cafe and all of its sluts. And the crowd went wild, <laughs> all right? So, uh. I, you know, I had to express my my surprise at, uh, at how much you took away from them for cost. the Dear, Dear Sally tapes. It was a they, big deal. They should know. It should be highlighted. It was a big deal. And... Um, I mean, this is why you get paid the big bucks, Fish. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yep. Yep. You say things um, like that. That's it. All right. Did we have one more. No sluts for you. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's it. Um, yep. We've got one more to round out the end of season two. And here's it. Here's what it is. It's another one from our friend at Insta.Mickey who says, I have to add a special thanks to these two wonderful ladies, Melissa and Fish, for hosting this great podcast all through season two. So good to share our love for this show with you all. Aw, we love sharing it with all of you. It's this great community. So we can we could not be more thankful Ugh. and grateful for all of you. We heart all of you. You are the best. Um, anyway. <laughs> uh oh my goodness all right fish we need to rate this episode we do 
Go. Okay. So you want me to go first? I can see that's what's <laughs> happening here. You're like, your turn. Okay. Yep. I have chosen to rate this one in the unit of living room bathtubs. Yes. That's yes. perfect. I, I was perfect. like, what is, what's it going to be? And I wasn't sure at first. And then I was like, oh, obviously living room bathtubs. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. You know what? I really like this one, actually. Um, I'm going to go 8.8 out of 10. Ooh. It didn't feel like this one was a nine, but I like this one for the same reason that I like a lot of other episodes that I like. It's that final answer, finally energy, uh, the, the give me a no of it all the, you know, like all there's just a certain, they, they do really well when they do fast paced, chaotic comedy. Mm. And they dipped into that a whole bunch here, but they also set up some things that they need to, they, they had to get us back into the season. They had to, I don't know, set up what what's to come, but it didn't feel like it was an all set up episode. So yeah. I think they did a pretty good job balancing that because at the end of the day, they didn't give us a whole lot of cliffhanger at the end of the last one. There was the, what's going to happen with Noel bit, but I didn't feel like I was on the edge of my seat necessarily coming off of the end of season two. And so they just sort of roll us into this opening and they, I think they pretty seamlessly integrated the building of new storylines and the, what did you do over the summer of it all? Um, and they got some humor in there too. And we know that there's some serious stuff brewing. So 8.8 out of 10 living room bathtubs. I think that's, that's a good start. It's a good start for a season. Solid. Yeah. Um, as always, I rate in gloves mm-hmm. and I'm giving it 8.5 gloves out of 10. Uh, I agree with you. I thought this one was hilarious, you know, with the shooting back and forth and back and forth. I have had enough of the, the documentary style stuff. <laughs> so <laughs> um, after this one, it might start getting dinged a little bit for that. Okay. Um, but for this one, I was okay with it. I do feel like there was quite a bit of setup like at the beginning, um, but I liked how they gave us kind of more and more and just kind of little glimpses into how everybody's doing. Um, And they've made me suspicious about Julie. They've made me suspicious about Elena and Tracy. I guess here's, here's where it gets dinged the most. I did like that it was Richard that went out that was like looking for Noel and that was funny. I just didn't care that much about Noel. Uh, Oh, no. Yeah, which is just a little rough. It was like, all right, he's away with Dorito girl, like, whatever. Um, Now them coming back married certainly, you know, ups, ups the ante. But I needed more at the beginning of this episode or the end of last season to really feel like Noel was actually in danger. I needed more than Javier to just say, oh, she's she's an issue. I needed to see something from her mm-hmm. that actually showed there was some sort of threat to Noel. Yeah. Um, because for most of this episode, I was like, why do we care so much about like 
Noel, like let him live his life. Um, so I don't think they did that particularly effectively for me. Fair enough. And I think the other thing that that sort of makes me think is that I don't know how firmly a job they've done of placing Noel as one year older than some of the other students are following. Because the feeling of being a rising senior is very different than the feeling of being a rising junior in terms of like, what is the rest of your life going to look like? You can't get away from that question when you're a senior in college. It's the kind of thing that would send, that could easily contribute to sending Nolan to crisis mode. But we don't really feel that energy so much because we haven't been feeling it for Felicity or for Ben or for like, they are so firmly rooted in their current college experience that they're not that future set yet. Um, And for Noel, this would be a really big deal at this point. And we don't necessarily have the scope of that because it hasn't been shared through Felicity's eyes. So I think that might be a little something to do with it as well. Yeah, I think that does make sense. I think of it, at least my experience was a little more similar to, you know, if you're a high school senior, you're freaking out until you get into college, right? Or you know what you're going to do for the next year or whatever. Um, And when you're a senior in college, you're freaking out until you get a job or you know what you're going to do for, you know, a little while. But you also have to know where you're going to live and like have a budget and all that kind of stuff. So it does add a little bit more to it. Um, But I guess I didn't feel that as much because I did have a bit of a plan for afterward. And then I don't know, like it it wasn't at the top of my mind coming into senior year. Mm -hmm. Now completely dropping out. yeah, with no plans. Yeah, that is anxiety inducing at any stage. I think mm-hmm. if he hadn't said, you know, I want to take a gap year, you know, I want to take a year off to the university, it doesn't matter what year he is. Like, mm-hmm. he's lost his place. Yeah. Uh, so for me, that's more the the issue. Yeah, it seems fair. Well, all right. So here's the thing. Um, so the next episode title is the anti-Natalie intervention. Oh, no. Oh, no. Ish. What wow. do you think's coming up for us there? Well, they laid that one out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> could have just said the intervention. Yeah. That would have been enough. <laughs> He <laughs> just like really wanted to hit that nail on the head. Huh. Um, all right. Well, I guess we're about to actually see how far off the deep end Noel has gone. Yeah. And my prediction is by the end of that episode, he's probably back in school, maybe even wearing a button down shirt. <laughs> okay. And possibly has shaved his facial hair. And yeah. God, let's hope, has dyed his hair back. Um, so, 
Yeah, I have a feeling. I mean, it, it feels like they do this. You know, they set something up and then they take the first two episodes of a season to undo it. Yeah. And then they just go on with the show. Okay. Um, so that's my prediction. Maybe I'm wrong. And Noel says, screw all you guys and stays married to her forever. I don't think so, but who's hey. to say? Yeah. Well, they certainly gave you a a taste of what's ahead with that title, uh, more so than they do sometimes. I uh, bet Elena guys. leads it. <laughs> well, we will just have to see how it plays out. Now, look, we would love to hear your feedback. We're heading into a brand new season of the show, and we'd love to hear from you on what you think of season three or really anything. Feel free to share Felicity fan art if you have any of that you want to send to us. And you can do that by emailing us at themelissafish at gmail.com. That's Melissa with one L, two S's, themelissafish at gmail.com. Also, you can find lots of cool people talking about this show on our Instagram at Felicity Podcast. And if you're thinking to yourself, boy, it would have been handy to know when this episode was dropping because I, I hunted forever. And then I didn't know what to do, but I'm listening to you now. Uh, If that's something that you're thinking, you know, we can solve that problem for you. We send out a newsletter when we drop a new episode and you can sign up for that. If you just check the show notes, wherever you are listening to this podcast, you'll find a link. You can sign up for it there. You won't have to guess next time. Now, one more thing. If you like this podcast and you want other Felicity fans to be able to find long form Felicity content, Go ahead, rate or review us if you have that option, wherever you're listening to this podcast. It just helps people discover the community. They could be your friends too. All right, that's it. So that's all the things, Fish, right? Is there anything else that we left unsaid about this episode? I don't think so. All right. Well, until next time, Fish, don't hook up with Ben while I'm gone. I'm a fish. Bye. Hi, everyone.